You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. 10K is proud to be sponsored by Better Edge. Better Edge is a legal online social betting marketplace that allows you to. Post and engage with other sports betting fans. Place no commission positions in an online marketplace. Compete in head-to-head direct challenges with horrible bettors such as myself, Bossman, JJ, Producer Cam. Compete in a public or a private betting competitions. And you can also buy or sell positions such as spread, over, under, money line. Um, they also have what player markets. They have a lot of crazy yeah, stuff they over have there. The, at uh, Edge. the auction squares, too. Right? Yeah, those. I still don't really understand how those go, but they're fun to do. It's, it's a fun game to <laughs> yes. play. It's something yeah. to do with the predicting the score yep. of, of the teams at the end of like a quarter or something like that. Your mother won money on auction squares, My mother right? did win money on, on action squares. She, action yeah. squares, yes. auction squares, whatever auction you want to call yes. it. But yeah, use promo code 10k at betteredge.com to get a free $20 when you sign up and verify your ID. Once again, that's 10k at b-e-t-t-o-r-e-d-g-e dot com to get a free $20 today. On today's episode of It's a Bit, we're joined once again by Gabe Henderson. For those who remember, oh, Jake just dropped his headset. Nice. We're, uh, we did have Gabe over at the house and uh, unfortunately had a technical issue with the interview. We weren't able to air it, but we're glad that Gabe was willing to come on again. He's on-air talent for the Vikings. You've probably heard him on the radio, seen him on social media, big Vikings guy. Uh, we also go over our bits of the week, as always, and end the show by finishing the sentence. So all that and more on It's a Bit. <laughs> This is the It's Bits podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. Burgeoning empire called 10,000 Takes. This is the It's a Bit podcast featuring boss man, wags, and journalist Jake. Journalist Jake's a bitch, motherfucker. Hey, you know those guys that do 10,000 Takes? They do some funny bits, right? They're good. They're funny dudes. Yeah. 10,000 Takes. You're hanging with the number one podcast in the Twin Cities. It's a bit with 10,000 Takes. Last name ever. First name greatest. Like a sprint. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of It's a Bit, presented by 10,000 Takes. My name's Bossman, joined by Wags, journalist Jake. It feels like it feels like it's been like a month since we've recorded this show. I don't know why. Yeah, and ener- energy's low today, can confirm. I think we're all pretty deflated from the horrible, horrible loss Monday night. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, I'd say so. It felt like, uh, it was really weird because it felt like uh, it was, Almost felt like NFC Championship game vibes because I think we had such high hopes after they killed the Packers. And, and but it's week two. But then I've, you find yourself just being in a in just a, a hole of depression for no reason. You're like, why did why do I do this to myself? It also had major Mike Zimmer vibes, like uh, prevent defense, like running the ball up the middle, trying a screen pass every other play. Last night, I think the ghost of Mike Zimmer was calling plays last night. Maybe he was, maybe he was. Uh, like somehow manipulating KOC's mind. Well, Jake had this hilarious idea for uh, a meme, like the Scooby Doo meme, where yeah. like it's like he's wearing the KOC mask and you pull it off, and it's oh, actually Mike Zimmer. Yes. We just didn't have a laptop, so we couldn't do it at uh, the better edge yeah, party. Yeah, and I, I almost would have felt bad doing that because it's week two. <laughs> it like, been I, funny, I, I think it would have been it would have been really funny. But I'm like, okay, I'm going to give KOC more of a chance if this happens in like week five or week six. Then you can maybe do that that Scooby Doo unmasking bit. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was the thing we couldn't. We couldn't post too many heartbreak memes yesterday because it's just simply too early. 
Yeah, it's week two, and we were having a good time still at the Better Edge offices in, in Minneapolis, North Loop, to be specific. And we were still having a great old time, despite that that shit show that we saw unfold. But it was still uh, it was still a fun time. But for the first time in a while, I think after week one, there was genuine hope in the organization. And I think all the fan base was really excited. And that's why I think yesterday or Monday was so like deflating, because like it actually, for the first time in a while, felt extremely disappointing. It's kind of funny because everyone was describing it as like a honeymoon phase. The honeymoon phase is over. And you try to think to yourself as a rational sports fan, like, oh, well, the honeymoon honeymoon phase ends for every team at some point. But then you remember there are teams who've just gone undefeated yeah. all the way to the Super Bowl and won. It's like, okay, wait. So the honeymoon phase could have lasted the entire time, and it's already over after week two. That's, yeah. That, that, that kind of hurts. I think uh, Bills fans are still still in the yep. honeymoon phase. And, of they, their and who knows? They might be until they win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, that's very possible. But. It, it's tough to do. Well, until they play the Vikings in Buffalo, so... Oh, yes, they play each other this year. Yeah. If they can't even defend Jalen Hurts and uh, whoever the hell he was throwing to, I don't. Well, I'm scared dude, for this Bills game. Jalen Hurts, they they didn't know how to stop him on the run. If you notice, if you watch the game, which we all did, so you should have noticed this too. Like we we had one little ounce of pressure on Jalen Hurts. He didn't know what he didn't when he threw the football it looked awful. But we gave him all the time in the world to not only throw the football but allow a guy who's fast. To run, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what happened. We didn't pressure him at all, and that's the that's the shit storm that ensued there. Jack and I were watching Sports Center before this, and a stat popped on the screen, and it said that only three percent of Jalen uh, Jalen yeah Jalen Hurts um, passes yesterday were in tight windows, and that was the lowest amount in his whole career. That's insane. If you watched it, he literally it looked like a practice. He had all the time in the world, every single play. It was absolutely ridiculous. How about the uh, Vikings fan wearing the Moss jersey who was just flipping off everybody? Did you guys see that? Yeah, yeah. he was doing the skull and then because everyone else off. was yeah, and he was just like he was just going double birds. That's a man that we we need on the show. I think yeah. like, he, I th- the I amount think, of balls he has to do that. Uh, he might be dead now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, can we can we need a, we need an update, a on, update on this guy? <laughs> you know, but but good for him. I mean, was that was that? Uh, did we confirm like when that was? Was that later in the game? Was I have no like idea, but if you Either think way. about it, he could have just been a Philly guy who was a Vikings fan. So, like, there, there's two types of away fans, right? There's someone, like, who actually travels from Minnesota to go to Philadelphia and watch the game, and then there's someone who's from Philly who is a Vikings fan for one reason or another who is there as well. So if it's a true Philly guy flipping off both, then I think he already knows the game, right? Now that I think yeah. about it, that actually makes a lot of sense because I couldn't picture someone flying from Minnesota to Philadelphia and then acting like that just because Minnesotans are so, I guess, like fake nice or whatever, however yeah, you want to yeah, say yeah. it. Like, passive yeah. aggressive. Passive aggressive. Yeah. There we go. So um, I could definitely see him being a Philly guy who's a Vikings fan. That's exactly what it was. That's absolutely. Oh, like oh, you think you think it was like he, he was, was born like, and raised a, in Philly, a Philadelphia oh. native, but for some reason he's a who Vikings was a Minnesota fan. Vikings he has the fan. personality, or he just was really drunk. Yeah, he's a Minnesota guy that just got really, really drunk and did that. I don't know if I'd flip off anybody, but like I would definitely stand up and do a skull thing if someone dared me to do it in the middle well, of a bunch of. Films. You know, though, the reason he's flipping people off is because the second he stepped foot inside that stadium, and probably even before, he yeah. was getting shot on. Yeah. Oh, for sure, the Philly fans are ruthless. So I'm sure at a certain point he's like, you know what, fuck everyone yeah. around me. But he was also what? doing the skull. I know he's doing the skull too. and fuck you, skull, fuck you. It's like you know, but big balls on that guy. I gotta. Got to give props to him because that that takes a lot of courage and a lot of strength and bravery, and he should get the uh, a purple medal for that, I guess. I do love that this matchup rebirths a video that will go down in history as one of the most absurd videos in the NFL where you have the older 
Vikings fans. I think this came from the 2018 uh, NFC Championship game where uh, the old lady is trying to like instill some knowledge in this young man, and he's like, "Go birds!" Oh and yeah, kind of, like, back turned, and she's like trying to talk to him, and the kid looks like he needs an exorcism. Yeah, like if I was that woman, like <laughs> that lady, I remember seeing Stop that. Trying, back. dude, just just walk, ma'am, walk away. This, yes. this guy is like so far gone. <laughs> Like, this guy probably doesn't have a high school education. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know where he's at. He probably went to eat horse crap later when they won the Super Bowl. Walk away. Yeah. These people, you don't, you can't have any sort of complex or intellectual conversation well, with them. For a lot of these people, though, like, uh, you know, they have pretty shitty lives. So, like, football is their life. Oh, so, yeah. like, they are, like, they are that hardcore on it. It's like politics to them. It is. Right? Yeah. It is. Honestly, it's it's literally, well, they live in Philly, so they get, you know. That sums We're up. just salty that we got our ass kicked. Yeah, but it's Philly. <laughs> yeah, we did get our ass kicked to Philadelphia. Pretty salty. You know, especially on national television. What I've found is, like, if you get blown out in a noon game, you can kind of fly under the radar. Like, especially as a Colts fan, because I, I'm, I'm a fan of a team that, like, not a lot of other people around us are fans of. So when my team is, is on national television and we lose, it's bad. Like, everybody's watching. Everybody's critical. I love when my team gets blown out on a noon game like this Saturday because or Sunday because only the real hardcore NFL people know. But like, I'll get texts from people I haven't talked to in years when the Colts lose on like Monday Night Football. Like, oh shit, are you man? You still a Colts fan? Like, tough day for you. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't even know you anymore. Like, yeah. why, why are you talking to me? So like, the issue is when you when you get blown out on Monday Night Football, like everybody knows. Like, it's national television. Like, millions of people are watching. You get embarrassed on the on the biggest stage. It's tough, so especially when it's uh, you know we're all kind of Kirk Cousins fans. He's been on the show, so it's also tough when Kirk throws three picks on national television. Yeah, that that doesn't look good in the memes that were cycling around. I couldn't even go on Twitter because everything you see is just yeah. It was brutal, <laughs> and, and and like people know, and like the Kirk haters are really going to go after it, and like he didn't have a good game, but but clear, but everything all around was just awful. Well, and also there's not a, a page on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook posting more Vikings Homer content than us. Like, mm -hmm. especially after last week, like the amount of Packers hate we were posting, like if there's a cocky, but that's our, that's our brand. Like we over rationalize after one week. Like, yeah. We're going to the Super Bowl. We beat green Bay in week one. Like, well, and, and our credit though, we also like shit on our teams when they perform. That's poorly true. As that's well. true. We have, we have quite the swings. Yeah, we get those a lot here in Minnesota. Uh, but did you see people uh, on that uh, the viral TikTok that we had last week where we where we said like, "Oh, the owners are leaving." Oh yeah, the Packer <laughs> fans. Packer oh, fans I knew are, they were going to come. They're back. coming back. It's like, bro, like you were saving this for when if we lost the next game. <laughs> that was week one. We kicked your ass. Oh, no, dude, you're dude, not. That, you're not the Eagles. That TikTok got in their head so much where they had to save it and they had to wait for something well, bad to no. happen. Yeah, the and, and I, I never argue with people on on the main no. account, but I, I did today on Facebook. Some Packers fan she commented back on the video on Facebook and was like, "Yeah, all y'all Vikings fans are real quiet now." And I go, "Or what, what are you Vikings fans doing now?" And I'm like, clearly living in someone's head rent free. It's been a fucking. <laughs> yeah. It's been a fucking week. I know working and then right she, now. She responds, "Absolutely, you are. It's comic as hell." I'm like, "Okay, you don't understand." the insult i just gave you like uh, i i said so stupid she, she just yeah. admitted you we were living in her head yeah she's like, absolutely because it's funny it's like no that's not the point <laughs> this is you're you're talking about a video that was relevant to when we played your team and now you're talking we played philly a philly fan has every right to shit on us you're that you're a packer fan we beat you we we moved on it's week two Congrats. now almost you blew week out the bears great yeah you beat the bears at home great 
Congrats, but thanks for covering yeah. this spread. Congrats. Thanks for covering this spread. Though. Yeah, they what, did. What they was did. Uh, the final score of that Bears-Packer game? It was pretty similar to the Packers Vikings-Eagle game. Packers won by 17? Yeah, yeah, so, like so it was 31. just like It was kind of a, clo- was kind of a close cover. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the Packers did cover that one. So 27-10 or something so credit, like that. Credit to them on that one. All right, um, let's move into bit of the week. We'll start with you, Jake. What do you got? Uh, I have the uh, radar bit. Um, this particularly involves the weather here in, in the Midwest. We love to look at our radars and and see what the weather is what the weather is going to be like 14 days from now and people are like you know people are always like you know there could be an event from two weeks from now and people are like oh, i heard it's supposed to rain that day i'm like it's 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 two weeks let's let's relax here for a second or even like hours before an event could happen the, the there could be severe weather rolling in or something like that and people are like oh no it's going to get stormed on it's like let let's just wait to see it ensues and then three hours later it's it's completely sunny out and we love, like, especially like our parents and and the older folk here in the Midwest. They love the weather. They love seeing the radar, and they'll they'll live by it like it's a religion. When in reality, they're looking at something from three or four days down the road. It's like we need to wait until literally it's an hour before our event, okay, or whatever said time it is before you start freaking out about what the radar says. But people love the radar here in in the Midwest. I feel like your dad's a big radar guy. Yeah, my dad's a big yeah. radar guy. Maybe He'll just dads up. are in general. Well, we we had a we tried to we were gonna go. We were up north like a few months ago, and and he ended up not going golfing. But I ended up going golfing with uh, um, with one of my brother's friends because um, he's like, it's gonna rain out there, and we're like, I just don't, I don't, I'm that's three hours. It's two hours from now because it took us a while to drive up there, and sure enough, it was it was blue skies, sunny, and the storm totally faded off. So. It's but people love living by the radar. It's a good thing to look at, you know, for general, you know, you want to look at it. You don't want to be in like the middle of a lake in a storm or something like that. But people love the radar and it's just it's the radar bit. People love the radar. It's hilarious because growing up the the joke and the narrative was like whether people don't know what they're talking about, blah blah blah. And now we rely on apps and apps are even worse. It's mm-hmm. like bring back the humans. I know <laughs> I'm not disrespecting weather weather people because I know that they still do their show every day, but it turned heavily from like everyone watches it on TV to now everyone trusts these apps. And I swear to God, these apps are never right. Like it'll be it'll be a downpour, and I'll mm-hmm. check Apple Maps. It's like sunny. I'm like, yeah, it's not sunny. Dude, I think uh, to Jake, I think Jack and I have a different kind of hatred for the radar bit. We went to the University of North Dakota, which is a huge aerospace, you know, school, mm-hmm. and like everyone in our fraternity <sighs> was always they're they're pilots, right? So they're always checking the weather for their flight paths, and they're always just like making, oh guys, look at the weather. It's supposed to be. 50 knots, you know, they're just going crazy and no oh, one cares. Oh, yeah, when they say wind and knots, I'm like, shut up. Yeah, it's, it's like, dude, shut up. It's, it's, it's 7 p.m. on a Saturday. We're not talking about your pilot shit. Yeah, knots. Come on, man. That was always, I think they, and this is going to make me sound stupid, but um, they, they use a different weather system called like the Taft or something. I think it's. I zoned out whenever they started explaining the, the that Taft shit, or something, and they always they always tried to like one up you because they use the Taft. They right? they they know these big words that yeah, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, someone's like, "What's the weather supposed to be like today?" And you're like, "Oh, it's gonna be sunny." And they're like, "Well, I did see the winds blowing at five knots according to the Taft." I'm like, "Yeah." You know, another what annoying, does that mean? <laughs> like, you know, Donnie, uh, he also was, he went to aerospace program there at UND, and he's always, just, whenever any fucking thing flies by in the sky, he's like, oh, that's a Boeing, blah, 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 blah. That's yeah. a, and it's just like, yeah. dude, calm down. That's a Boeing, that's a Boeing 7200. Yeah, dude, it's, yeah. I, I mean, I, it's cool that you know that stuff, but like, in reality, like, I don't like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. care. To, to the everyday person, that delivers no value to me. So nah. I'll just, I'll keep checking Apple Maps and Google, and I'll occasionally tune into 
care 11. Yeah, maybe. If maybe, that, maybe go on the weatherchannel.com if I'm really feeling serious about it. But. Yeah, if they, they need to discuss weather in 60 minutes, that's the only time I'm going to be able to catch it because maybe I'll watch it by accident after football's over. Weather on 60 minutes. I, I, feel, I feel so bad for 60 minutes because there's no way anyone likes that show solely because it, it airs right when football's done. And right before everyone has to go back to work. It's, yeah, it's like a reality, like you're coming back to real life now. It's in a, it's in a really shitty slot. Yes. It signifies the end of the weekend. And I remember growing up, it literally signified like, oh, shit, I got to work on this paper now for school yep. or school. Yep, because you, cause you waited tomorrow. all weekend to do your homework. Yep. And it, it 60 minutes literally signifies the end of, of freedom. Dude, going say. going back to it, it, teachers who schedule homework due on Monday morning are criminal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That, that was be, literally that sh insane. That should be against the law. Like, because maybe, like, it's not yeah. like at work you're expected to have all this stuff due by the time you log on at 8 a.m. Mm -hmm. I know maybe some jobs are. I feel like most jobs, your boss isn't expecting you to do all this work by Monday morning. Mm -mm. Unless no. you've had that deadline for weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. But, no, yeah. we, we, we should uh, start a new movement um, for, for kids in schools that there should be no more homework on Mondays. Uh, They'll be happy that for us. That and make the Monday after the Super Bowl a national holiday. Yeah. That, why has that not happened? Or, yet? or just move it to a Saturday. We hate. We, yes. we created a petition on Change.org last year. It got seventy-three signatures. <laughs> oh, it's getting there. Okay. Joe Biden. Maybe, Listen. maybe twenty-seven more. Yeah, we can get. We need to make this the biggest headline in America right now. There are there are petitions on Change.org that have like six million signatures, and someone looks at it, they're like, eh. They don't do shit. Oh, yeah. Change.org doesn't do anything. I feel no. like they, they just they just pop you up like one ad, and it's like now six million people have seen this ad. Change.org just made two thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. It's honestly the yeah. perfect strategy to make money. It really man. is. It really is. All right, Wags, what do you got for your bit? I got the technical issues bit. Uh, it's literally part of our brand here at Ten Thousand Takes. Every event we do, we have fucking tech issues. Um, last Saturday at the Gopher Tailgate, uh, we brought four mics. Only only two of them worked. Which was which was pretty fun. So we kind of had to make some last minute changes. But on top of that, you guys built a bar that we had a hell of a time trying to transport. I'm not, we literally get halfway to the tailgate and the thing is bouncing up and down uh, like a fucking bouncy ball. And I think at a certain point we're like, guys, we have to pull over. So we went to Menards and we got all these racket straps and they both came one down and it started bouncing again. So we had to just make a safety call that we were not going to drive with the bar in the back of the truck. Yeah. We accomplished like nothing in two hours on Saturday. We got to the tailgate. We actually woke up early to get to the tailgate four hours early. So we had two hours to set up two hours to run the 10 K tailgate or sorry, one hour, a good 30 minutes to take down to get into the game on time. It was a perfect plan. Something goes wrong every week. Mm -hmm. This week, especially, that bar was sweet. I so we built it out of pallets. Credit to Jake's dad; he did most of the building. Mm -hmm. We built it out of old pallets, put all sorts of extra scrap wood on it. it looked like really cool, actually. Even yep. made, made, we have a we have a banner made for the 10k tailgate that perfectly wrapped around it. It was a really cool thing. It would have just added a little bit more professionalism to the show. And we transported it just fine on Tuesday night, but then or Wednesday night, but then Thursday night. Friday, we added some wheels to it, which made it a little wider. We did not account for the logistical change in transporting it. The thing was fucking bouncing. Like I was, I thought we were going to catch an insurance case because that thing was going to go flying through someone's windshield. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Like, and kill someone too. Because yeah. we drove it back. We drove it down to my parents where my dad helped us like put on the sides or whatever. Which is like, you know, 25, 30 minutes. Yeah, drive. across right. a big freeway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We, yeah. we, we brought it. Uh, we we brought that uh, and yeah we drove back from my parents back to our house and it was a, it was fine it bounced and moved a little bit but it wasn't awful but then we I think when we added the wheels which added uh, more length to the bottom of it um, it just it made it more uneven in the truck bed and it 
it yeah. looked like I thought it was going to fly out. I'm like, we're not even going to make the game today because this is going to go through someone's windshield. Yeah, mm-hmm. I so, got I got to the Tanka house at 9:30, you know, thinking that we'd be at the tailgate around 10:30. Yeah. I don't think we got to the tailgate until before. about 12, maybe even a little after 12. Right? About so, 12, yeah. about noon. Yeah, and yeah, we we literally I can't believe how much time was went by. It went by so fast from the time we stopped at Menards, tried to ratchet down, went back to our house here to try to like figure out how to ratchet it down and b- grab some tools, and we're like. This thing's not going to hold. Well, and, and let's yeah. and let's not forget, we originally went back to the house from Menards because part of it had just fucking broken off. Yeah. <laughs> the right side of the bar was just hanging off. We're like, okay, we need to go back to the house and get dr- the drill and screws because when we take this thing out, it's going to be mangled. We're going to have to mm-hmm. put it back together. And so, yeah, I'm glad we just decided to say screw it. But it sucked because then we got to the tailgate late. Everyone was already there waiting for us to set up. Of course, we set up all the technical equipment that worked perfectly the week before. was not working this week. Everyone stands around while we struggle. Drunk people come in and try to talk to us about unrelated conversations. I know. That really slow us down when we're already trying to set up something we're late so to. You're very rushed. The it's next thing you know, you're like, feeling. well, this isn't fun. No, I know. So this you're supposed d- to be fun. I'm not having fun. We're, we were responsible, too. We left nice and early. I know, right? You know, we For, checked the a, boxes. It was a 2.30 game. We were ready to go. But, you know, trial and error, I, we're hoping to uh, have the the uh, our f- big bar for for the Purdue game for homecoming October first we'll we got October first uh, we got four games left we'll get one of those yeah, right we, we got four Gosh, one of them will be right more, there's only four more home yeah, games there's seven home uh, that's, games that's unreal having three in a row was kind of a blessing and a curse yeah curse yeah. For, curse for the reason where it's like okay now we only have four left and uh, we're gonna have a lot more road games four, to deal with four more chances but. I like having more games during the warm time of the year than the freezing time. I concur. Tailgating is is kind of miserable when it's snowing out. It's really cold. I could see Jake having the different opinion on that. Nope, it needs to be cold. I don't, I mean, don't get me wrong when it's like super cold out, like negatives. That's what I'm talking. It's brutal. But like when it's like, even if it's like 20 degrees and above and you can bundle up just fine, it's, you you get some uh, butterscotch schnapps and some hot chocolate and stuff. You feel great. I I was an idiot last week though, because I dressed up in like the full on, like my cock, like, Attire. Michael Hawk attire, like the, the khakis and the pullover, thinking it would be like, oh, it's maybe going to be in the 60s. It got up in the 80s, and I was just, I Dripping. was sweating. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. But well, speaking of which, you have my, uh, sorry, do you have my pullover in the back of your truck? It it, it, it should be. Okay, cool. I'll have to I get that after so. the show. Okay. Yeah, it probably is. I think I saw we'll see. that. Okay, yeah. perfect. I think there, what does it look like again? It's just all black with no logos. Okay, well, I think oh, it's nice. in there. no free ads. Uh, yeah, oh, no shit. free ads. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, hold on. So we have uh, multiple tailgates. We've had these tech issues. I can do the 10K Invitational. We've had these issues oh, at yeah. Wild Watch parties. We had this issue at the two-year two party. We forgot the fucking cords for the mics. Power so we, cords. Yeah, so uh, speakers, yeah. it's definitely a reoccurring bit here at 10K, and it deserves a little shine on it. It's funny how many people know that, like, publicly know that we just fuck stuff up a lot. Like, uh, Barrero, I remember before we went on with Russo at the State Fair... He was like, well, guys, I hope the show works out and everything goes well. He's like, but it would probably make more sense if it didn't for you guys. Huh? Yep. Like, He just knows that like people just know that stuff goes mm-hmm. wrong for us. It's hilarious. Gosh, it was awesome to be chirped by Barrero. Yeah, yeah it was. A legendary moment in our history. All retire. right. I'll close us out here before our interview with Gabe Henderson. So I have, uh, I actually have a few bits today. They're all kind of related at the same time. But I have betting unders is cool. So I don't know where this narrative ever started of like, if you don't bet the over, like you're a criminal and you're a douchebag. Like I, I think betting unders is just as fun as betting overs, like betting on good defense, betting on, Mm -hmm. on, on crazy things to happen on one side of the ball is like, it's just as fun as betting on a shootout. 
I don't know. Am no, I, I agree. And I've hit I've hit six of six of them this NFL season. I actually didn't bet the the two last night. I bet the over in the Vikings game. So this is what happens when I bet overs. I don't hit them. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like I w- I've been just getting lit up on the internet about betting unders. I don't I don't understand like what makes me a criminal for wanting to bet unders. It definitely goes know. back to Barstool where it's uh, life too short to bet the under, right? That's yeah. what their uh, their rule of thumb is. I think it's because obviously it's just like a bunch of drunk people like, let's get offense going, right? But yeah, you're right. right. Especially at the beginning of the season, betting under is a smart, especially when you're six for six. Like, wow, you're six for six, actually? I am. That's, yeah. that's unreal, I, I, man. Every time I bet an 100%. under this year, I, I've hit it. Yeah. And actually, too, like primetime unders, I think, are 80% this year. Shit. Uh, both, both games last night hit the under. So like when when people go after me about this, I'm like, it's, I'm sorry. It's a fact. I I don't, I I understand that it it, it upsets you that, that betting unders is a good play, but it is. Do you expect that to kind of slow down towards the middle and end of the year when teams start figuring their shit out? Yeah, probably, but it's early, you know, teams are rusty. People are scared. You have rookies who have never played NFL Mm -hmm. games before mistakes happen. Like this is, this Mm -hmm. is, you just got to capitalize on the early weeks of football. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, it'll probably, but then you have games like the, the Ravens and the Dolphins this week where they score like 70 points. Yeah. Yeah. Or even, yeah, the Eagles lions last week, they 35 to like 32, right? Like there's an unreal amount of points. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's, it's one of those things where I just never understood like how, how people legitimately get so offended when you say you bet an under, especially like, it's it's not their money on the fucking so, line. <laughs> some, someone goes, "Wow, that's not even cool," and I'm like, "Well, winning money is pretty cool." Last time I checked, yeah, right? Just cashing in They're easy just, money. You're just getting jealous. It's those people that are calling you like a dick for doing it is because they bet the over on that game, right? And they're just pissed off. Oh, you did, well, I bet the over because well, you should. No, well, they hit the unders. Trust so me, I, don't know I, to tell you. I, I agree that that betting overs is way more fun. But at the end of the day, sports betting isn't about what's going to be the most fun. It's about what's going to work. So that's, and it's been know, working it's six or six is unreal. Man. Congratu- yeah. Congratulations. Hey, Jack. you're not. Thank you. yes, well, thank you. I think, I think if Herb Brooks was still alive, sports betting, he wouldn't be like, I'm not trying to make the correct picks. I'm trying to make the right, or I'm not Try, trying to find the best fun, picks. I'm trying the, the right picks. picks. Yeah. Or fun picks or something along those picks, lines. I want the right ones. I'm sorry. It's all about just winning money. That's but also, Technically speaking, physically speaking, you can bet on the over or the under. So physically, you can it, you don't you can't. It's not like you're just required to bet on the over. Right. You don't, you're not penalized for betting on the under. You can bet on the under, dumbass. Like yeah. it's a it's an option in sports betting. Yeah. That's just how it is. I don't so know. We're gonna bet on it. It's like that narrative around people who drink the the lime white claws. It's like, oh, you must be a fucking loser because you drink lime white claws. It's like if I like the taste of it, I'm happy. It gets me to the same destination, right? Yeah, we're both getting drunk. No, does it not get me drunk, or does it get me drunk? You answer the question. I get drunk, so who cares? That's like sports betting. It's like, well, if you're not in it to win money, then like, what's the point? Exactly. And being betting the under, I feel like you got to be a little bit more strategic, analytical. About if you are going to bet the under, because obviously you are worried they're going to have a shootout and all this stuff. So if you're betting the under, you're being a little bit more analytical about it and strategic, and you're ultimately and, to win money. And sometimes, though, it comes to you easy. Like, for example, uh, the first primetime game of the year, Thursday Night Football, it was the uh, Rams and the Bills. The Rams had the eighth best defense. The Bills had the first best defense. The over-under was like 54 points. I'm like... Mm-hmm. It doesn't take a genius to look at that and be like, first game of the year jitters, yep. prime time, really good defense. They're not going to hit that, and sure enough, they didn't. Yeah, so look for the – you look at – I think a good betting advice, and maybe this – I'm not the sports betting expert, but I think you got to look at – this. Still, it's still early in the year where you can realistically look at the games that are – 
set in the fifties for total points and literally highly considered just hammering the under on those. Yeah. Honestly, depending, I guess on what the teams, but right. Cause you might have a situation like that happened in Miami. Yeah, exactly. They hit 70. So but, don't probably, don't probably do that on maybe a Ravens or Miami game. Cause you have two electric defenses or offenses, I right. should say, but there's, yeah. You realistically look at those lines that are set at 50 for an over under and tr- think about betting the under if you never did. Right. It. Right. Um, my other bit, honorary mentioned bit, is the secondary team bit. So I, I chose, and Wags is in the bathroom, but I'd love his opinion on this. Uh, I chose my second favorite team, which is obviously the Vikings. I didn't know about that rule where you can mm-hmm. like another team out of conference. And, uh, of course, I had to like the Vikings. It's the hometown team. Who sets the rules? Who says you can't like a team in your conference? I don't know. Adam, it's just Adam, weird. Adam told me the rules. So oh. just, he's a football guy. Whatever. He's him. a football guy, so you can like a team out of conference. I mean, it makes more sense because then you then it's like less competitive yeah. against your team, I guess. But and my my final my final iteration of this bit is once again the secondary team bit, more in a sense of another sport. Uh, I did hear at the 10K takes better edge Vikings watch party last night. People already talking about the wild. <laughs> Which, I mean, I'm excited for the I Wild, mean, but, but they were doing it in a way of, like, when did the Wild start? Like, oh, yeah, like, we got that. Like, they were legitimately, like, already passing the ball. It's, it's, how many times have we seen this episode before, folks? Like, oh, well, the Wild, okay. What, it's a wash, rinse, repeat it. It's right, literally the wash, rinse, repeat it. Over and over and so over. So when again, I was talking about changes. my secondary team bit, liking the Vikings is my second favorite team it's it's almost like the secondary team bit where people are like, okay, so if the Vikings lose tonight, where do I put my hope? Yeah, it's not the Twins. Uh, the Timberwolves are kind of a ways out. Uh, let's go with the Wild. They what, start they start on Sunday. What are my options here? Let's go to the Wild as if it's like a brand new option that you never cheered for. I'm before. getting a call right now from the Church of J, and I saw the capital O and of and J, and I thought it was the Church of OJ. Oh, nice. Maybe not, it is not a good church. Oh, all right. Let's cut to a commercial break, folks, and we'll be right back with our interview with Gabe Henderson saw a report that superstar dog Airbud was just signed back to the team after we saw some of those abysmal drops. What's it like having him back? Yeah, it's, it's good to have him back. You know, it's I'm in there, so um, you know he's a he's a dynamic player, and um, it's just good to get him back involved again. Welcome back, everybody, to it's a bit very special guest, recurring guest. Many people would not know, considering the fact that the first time he was on never got aired for technical reasons but we're joined once again by Gabe Henderson on here talent for the Vikings and uh was kind of at the forefront of uh, what happened it's 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 funny because we we repicked this date like what 2 months ago after we screwed up the first and we're like let's just pick uh, let's pick September 20th like perfect they play <laughs> after Philly we can talk about the win and uh here we are yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm glad we uh didn't use the last one uh, there was a lot of swear words used there, a lot of fear being tossed, and now I'm joking. It's uh, yeah, th- we 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 figured this thing out like two months in advance, and of course, I, I have to make the appearance after we lose the game that way we did against the Philadelphia Eagles. But man, you guys are great. Uh, you guys do great work. So any, anytime you guys need me, I'm here. Well, I, I think uh, we all we all need your reaction to uh, to that Monday Night Football game. Let's hear what you, let's hear your thoughts. Oh man. Well, like nothing, nothing really worked in our favor. Right. I mean, from the first drive of the game, the first third down, uh, Justin Jefferson should have been a defensive pass interference on Darius Slay. It goes down as a drop and a good defensive play. But I feel like from that, I mean, the, the previous drive, the Eagles went eight plays, 75 yards, drive it all the way down. And then we go three and out. So 
Uh, time of possession was never on our side to start the game off. And we are doing that with the quarterback in Jalen Hurts, who, in my opinion, is similar to Lamar. He's going to throw the ball. He's going to run the ball. He always stays in bounds. So the clock is going to continue to tick. Uh, he takes his time. Um, it it kind of puts you in the mode of like, okay, when we get the ball back on offense, we have to speed this thing up. And um, I think our first five out of our seven drives were three and outs. Yeah. So when you do that, there's going to be, there's not going to be a lot of room for success. So um, I, I like how the fact that there were some surprises or some, some positive takeaways as far as outside of the drop that Herb had. I mean, he made, I mean, he made some really good plays out there. Um, it was good to see Adam Thielen get involved late, even though um, a lot of people wanted to him, wanting him to get involved early. It was just good to see him keep his head in it. Right. I mean, being a former receiver, especially being a primary target. Like if you're not getting, you know, catches uh, early and often like that, that kind of plays into your mindset. So the fact that Adam, Adam Thielen's staying a pro, he's keeping his mindset intact. He's all about the team. Um, I think that's the big positive, but you you never want to lose the, the way we did yesterday. It's so funny looking at the, well, it's not funny, but looking at the video of Irv Smith dropping that ball. I remember we tweeted the meme from, uh, uh, Back to the Future. He's like, I've seen this one before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, and we were on the last other side. Week. Yeah, yeah. Christian Watson. It was almost like the football god just kind of striking us down <laughs> for making fun of Packers last week. Yeah, we had we had like seven drops last night. Well, yeah. on Monday night. So like you you don't really like you really can't make this up. It's kind of like when when one thing happens, it all like it's kind of like a domino effect. So um, hopefully we get all the drops. Hopefully all the drops for the season are done after this past Monday night and we can figure this thing out. But yeah, I was, uh, me and Pierre were talking about it at the same time. We were like, man, isn't it crazy that Christian uh, Watson drops a touchdown against us last week. And then we dropped one this week. Like, is that like an omen or is that, you know, something that we should, you know, try not to get used to. We just kind of made a few jokes about it, but this, I mean, it, it happens. Hopefully it doesn't happen again. These guys are pros. Well, we're missing the presence of uh, Sean Mannion, I think, out there. I think that's the reason why we're not. <laughs> and uh, Kellen Mond. And Kellen Mond. We're just missing those guys' uh, wonderful energy, I should say, on the sideline. That could have contributed to the uh, to the loss. Yeah, I mean, now that we got David Blau, hopefully some hard knocks cameras can get, you know, some of that behind-the-scenes footage. But, yeah, Sean, <laughs> Sean Mannion, dude, he's a, he's a, he was a coach on the sideline pretty yeah. much, so. Um, I mean, you're don't they say you, you have a good Kirk impersonation and you, you look like him? So, um, maybe you, you you got some insight on what we can do a little bit better, right? With uh, oh, as as Kirk, yeah, yeah. That's that's Sean that's do a little better. Uh, uh, man, uh, well, you know, I think we could just go out there and prove some uh, offensive line issues if so, if a receiver can catch a damn ball, uh, you know, that would go a long way in uh, helping this team improve. And uh, not allowing us to play what was a Mike Zimmer defense. If you just give me some protection, we'll go out there and, and kick some ass. But uh, part of my language, but uh, I'm a little fired up right now. But uh, God bless. <laughs> well, it, right. the other thing, too, and you were talking about it before we started recording about how Kurt just seemed a little different after this press conference. He was a little more fired up. Uh, to his credit, he only used the word combination one time. Yes. So that's like that's an all-time Kirk improvement. After the game. I- yeah, I mean, 
I, I haven't, I never paid attention to him using the word combination. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, that's that's yeah. the weird kind of shit we do. Yeah, last year I swear, like, well, we made fun of it a lot because he'd, he'd, they would ask him a question like, what went into this game? Like, usually a loss, like, what went into this play, that play, or why did you do this? And he'd just be like, well, you know, well, it was a combination of things, combination of factors, combination, combination. <laughs> like, there was one presser where we made a comp compilation compilation of combinations you use compilation that word a lot combinations it's a combination Dude, that's, a, that's a tongue twister yeah Com is. compilation of combinations compilation gotcha. of combinations that, that's complicated complicated combinations of complicated yes. yeah i'm done yes no but uh yeah i did i did see him after the game um getting on the bus and like it like any athlete or like any quarterback that throws three interceptions like you you're going to beat yourself up about it. Like it's something that I'm sure Kirk didn't sleep last night. Like Kirk didn't, well, he probably didn't sleep Monday night or Tuesday or Tuesday night because of how late the flight got back and then getting ready for the next day. But at the same time, there was a, there was an energy about Kirk that, that made me feel good where he was like, yeah, you know, tough game, but it's only the first loss. Like we put some, we put some stuff on film that we need to correct. And now this adversity can help us move forward. Um, Everybody always talks about how Kirk can be in his head sometimes, and um, it, it takes him a while to like get over that hump. But after after last night, man, like I, I know people are probably saying, "Okay, this guy's a homer. Like he works for the team. Like why he's saying this because he works for the team." But no, no, in all seriousness, like I, I really do feel confident going forward, understanding that Kirk is like, "Okay, we made this mistake. We're going to fix it, and now we got another game next week." Like I feel like this Monday night game is the best thing that could have happened for this team because we have such a short week to get ready for the next opponent. So instead of having a full week to prepare or seven days to prepare, you only have six. And that one game, that, that one day that you would use uh, to try to get over that, get over that loss, kind of eliminate that. You watch the film on the plane, get it out your system, go to sleep, and then prepare for the Detroit Lions. Well, uh, I almost lost my train. Oh, no, but one thing going on with, with Kirk, though, I thought I saw in the game where I'm like, that's a takeaway, is I thought I saw him actually, like, making some decisions at the line, yeah. like, making some audibles. He was getting up there, and, like, usually before, like, Mike Zimmer, that was, like, a big no-no. You better not switch up my fucking run play up the middle, motherfucker, or else we're done. Like, that, like, he looked like he was actually making some decisions up there. Yeah, and I can think of two plays in particular where we're – tempo right one play finishes everyone's up running up to the line of scrimmage getting ready for the next play Kirk says down said hut no snap he changes the play at the side I mean it changed the play at the line of scrimmage one play he checked to a pass which turned into I believe a 17 yard gain we got back up to the to the ball he checks the play again we run the ball and get a first down so that was uh that was very comforting to see that Kirk has um some ownership in this offense he has the opportunity to change things around and kind of just take the, the offense by by the helm. I mean, it, speak of trust, like that is what you call a trust. That's the ultimate level of trust that, hey, Kirk, I got a play that I want to give you, but if you see something up there, you have the free reins to do whatever you want and everybody else has to run the play. And the fact that they had success at it, like, all right, we can we can get behind this. Let's continue this this trend going forward. So I'm, I'm, pretty, opti I'm pretty positive that we'll see uh, more instances like that. Speaking of Kirk, uh, he, he led the team in rushing with 20 yards on Monday night. Oh, um, yes. Are we? Uh, can we expect maybe Dalvin Cook to be getting more touches or getting involved more in the offense going forward? Man, I hope so. Whenever, 
I mean, a top, what, he was the fourth best running back rated, fourth best rated running back according to NFL.com and Mm -hmm. only six carries for 17 yards. There's a, yeah, yeah, to your point. Yes, we have to, we have to give Dalvin a a lot more touches and I'm sure Kevin O'Connell is going to say the same thing. Um, The Philadelphia Eagles came out first play of the game with five defensive linemen. They were basically saying, run the ball if you want to. We got five defensive linemen and we're going to send a blitz. So we have more players than you do. So there was a, there's going to be um, a lot of different variations, I would assume, that will be called this week for Dalvin Cook to run the ball downhill because he, he's just that that good. You can't not give him the ball downhill. Yeah, yeah. God forbid Vikings fans come up with a silver lining, but here's one. It is good for Kevin O'Connell, first-year coach, to have a loss like that because if you think about it, like that's his first one. Like He got the first win out of the way, which was great. You got to get the first blowout out of the way, right? And now it's like, I, I love the way everyone said it on like Vikings post game last night. It was like, all right, well, now we'll find out how good of a coach he actually is because, as we know, it's all about how hard you can get hit and keep going forward. Yeah, or how you respond. Sylvester Stallone line. Rocky. Yeah. Is that Rocky? Yeah, Rocky. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Philly, Philly themed show, I guess, right? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you can't. No, we're I'm cutting done. that. I'm done. Yeah. I use tried. a Philly bit. I used a Philly reference. No. Nope. Well, he did get over. hit in Philly, so. He did technically, go. so he's got to get back up. But yeah, but I yeah, it's, um, I really do think um, this this adversity is going to make this team better, simply because we've been talking about this honeymoon phase for so long. Uh, when Kevin O'Connell got here, everyone's excited, rightfully so. Everyone's happy. It's oh my gosh, it's a younger guy who wants to throw the ball. There's going to be um, all these different personnel, all these different checks. And you put all that energy into the Green Bay Packers when you find out two months later that we're going to play them week one. It's just like, oh, my gosh, we got this new energy. Plus, we get to play our division rival at home. Let's put all of our energy into this. And just working for the team, like I kind of had a hangover, um, like a, a, a figurative hangover um, on Wednesday uh, of this past week because it's just like, man, like we really just did that. Like that really just happened. And getting ready for the Monday night game. You didn't have a Sunday night game and you have to wait another day and you're in a hotel all day. I'm not making any excuses, but um, that adversity, having that adversity this early on and and this, some, this type of fashion is so great for this team because it's just like, all right, we've been here before we know what not to do once we get in this situation again. So I'm excited, man. Well, and now they've been quote unquote written off, so they can use uh, Geno Smith's line. Like, what what did he respond with? He's like, they, they everyone wrote me off, and I didn't write back. Exactly. That's what Kirk's got to say if uh, if they blow oh, out yeah. Detroit this week. Yes. He's like, hey, you say it. <laughs> well, everyone wrote me off, and I didn't write back. <laughs> it doesn't sound it, as good. And then he does like a figurative mic drop. And I know. It looks really corny. And you sit there with a smile and walk away. <laughs> you like that? that? You like that? You like, like that? that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh! Uh, that 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 would make for a uh, must see ten takes TV. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, if we can somehow, if you can somehow relay that message to Kirk himself, yep. hey, if you blow out Detroit this week, you got to do the Geno line, yep. Geno <laughs> Smith line, yep. wherever, whether it's just him personally on on TV in a post game interview. He's got to do it, and then we know that the message was received. Oh, especially in that Patagonia shirt he was wearing oh. last Sunday. Dude, if he did it in that, like that would be a clip that oh. would be in our, in our vault until the end of time. He did it in the post-game presser. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, isn't it like, isn't it the fact that like we're the underdog now and like the Detroit Lions are America's new favorite team? Yeah. And it's like, hey, the Vikings are home, and they have to figure this thing out before they play this 
Detroit Lions, like granted, like every NFL team has star players, but this hard knocks effect that this Detroit Lions team has is like kind of, I wouldn't say funny to me, but it's very interesting to me because it's just like, man, this is a team that last year nobody was talking about. And then they get this show and it's like, oh, let's all get behind them. So Mm -hmm. I think that kind of just, you know, the NFL is full of parody, but I think that kind of builds the hype for this game. So if I'm the Vikings, I'm, I'm buying into it. I'm like, hey, um, they wrote us off, but we didn't write back. Yep. So to, to to your point, yeah, like I'm I'm, I'm all on board with that. Kind of getting away from uh, Monday night's horrible, horrible game. And I know we already asked you this, but the episode is, you know, gone to history. No one will ever listen yep. to it ever again. But just can you remind us, how did you like, make it to start working for the Minnesota Vikings? Yeah, so, man, born and raised Raleigh, North Carolina. So I got on this, if, for our radio audience, I have on this Hartford Whalers uh, ball cap. So was never a hockey fan until I got to college at Liberty University. And um, if people don't know, the Hartford Whalers were the first uh, Carolina. They were the Hurricanes before the Hurricanes were a team. So they were the, I wouldn't say the expansion team, but they got relocated from yeah. Hartford, Connecticut yeah. uh, to Raleigh, North Carolina. So born and raised there, went to school at Liberty University, um, started figuring this thing out of like, all right, I want to do something to broadcast. Um, broadcast communications. I know it was my calling in life since I was five. Um, I used to sneak out of church when I was a kid to go film uh, people sleep in church. So that was like my my high. Like, oh, this guy's sleep. Let's let's get him on camera. Yeah. I know they used to do that to me because like that's the only way I could stay up in church. Like they play the music. I'm I'm up. I'm chilling. I'm like, yeah, we're good. But once this once the beat stops. And the pastor gets on the mic. I'm like, all right, it's, it's about that time to get this shut eye in. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, fast forward to Liberty, played four years of ball there, man. Uh, really good career. Um, worked out for a few NFL teams after I got done. And then um, it just did ultimately didn't work out. Like I moved back home, got a job in broadcast at my local radio state, local news station, like dream news station um, after majoring in broadcast communications and kind of, uh, once I was working there, I had a guy from Liberty give me a call while I was there. It was like, hey, um, I'm not sure if you remember me, but before you left, you said, hey, let me know if there's a, any opportunities that come available at Liberty University. There's an opportunity now. Would you be willing to accept it? And I was like, all right, yeah, I'll come up. So went up there, got my master's. The catch was I had to work with 43 different sporting teams in order to work with our football and basketball team. So it was like, hey, we know you play football, so we want you on our broadcast, but your nine to five is going to be working with our hockey team, lacrosse, equestrian, racquetball. Equestrian. Figure figure skating, um, (laughs) ski. Yeah, dude, it was was a club sports. So, dude, I I took it and ran with it. And uh, from 2015, when I accepted that job um, at Liberty to 2018, when I got to Washington, Dude, I had over 200 denied. Like I, I applied to over 250 different jobs and I got, I think it's 230. I said two, it's 237. And I keep every single denial letter from that time frame in my inbox. And I use it as motivation to like help me get to that point. So mm-hmm. um, fast forward, um, apply for a job with the Washington Commanders um, back in, in, in July of 2020. Yeah, ju- no, July of 2018. And they were like, hey, this job is actually available. Like, can you come in for an interview tomorrow? And I'm like, absolutely. So 
came in for an interview, got the job and fast forward to two years working there. I got the job here with, with the Vikings and just been continue to try to, you know, put out really good content, man. Um, I, I feel like with kind of like my vibe, like I, I, I played. So like, I try to bring that aspect of the players out and try to mix it with uh, reporting and being informative yet having some fun with it. So um, I enjoy it, man. I know that's a long story long, but there's, um, I feel like it, my, my story is just perseverance. Like at the end of the day, it's like how, how much, how the, the more you persevere, the closer you get to your goal. So um, I just tried to persevere through, through those times of like, all right, man, I knew I should be in the league, but uh, it, it eventually worked out. And man, I'm, I'm happy to be here today with you guys. Yeah. That's, that's inspiring as shit. You said 250 denial letters. Yeah. That is 237 to be exact. Round up's fine. Round yeah. it up. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's, that's nuts though. I mean, and, and just for like younger people listening like that, like even anyone out of college, like that's what it takes Mm -hmm. to get a job. Like you have to apply for hundreds of them to get even one, even to get your shot. So like, Mm -hmm. that's, that's awesome. And and what you did in Washington, was that the same as kind of what you do with the Vikings or was it, was it a little different? Yeah, it was a little bit more editing. Um, The on camera, like my on camera career began with my boss basically telling me hey man you need to consider like being on camera because like oh my my only goal in life was to to produce 30 second trailers for movies like that's all i wanted to do like watch movies for a living and then like get my ideas together and then create a 30 second trailer to tease the movie so once i was doing that at uh washington he was like dude like you got a really good rapport with these guys you should try to figure this thing out so I was doing a little bit, I was doing a lot more editing than what I am doing right now. I still edit some of my work, but I mean, the Vikings, dude, our our department is so big that like people can like be really good at one thing and like make everybody else on the team better because they're good at one thing. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure if that makes sense, but. I get it. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you, no. Gotcha. There's a lot of people. We got it. Yeah. No, we got it. We got it. No, I see. We got there. We got a kick-ass department with the Vikings. That's what I get out of it. So I love that. I love (laughs) to hear that. But no, I think you mentioned um, back on your first round of being on this show that was now into the abyss, um, but we're getting it now. Um, I think you 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 had mentioned your your gig with the Liberty was you were like an analyst, right? You're like a color analyst or something like that. Uh, Yeah. So so I was a. Yeah, our, our pregame show, we uh we had like a little pregame show and I would be the yeah, I would be the analyst for that. So and then I did baseball, I was the analyst for that also. Oh nice. And I think you I think you mentioned that it was just it was just like a little weird. Like you thought like being you played it, you could it would be like you'd be able to like do it really well or it'd be super enjoyable, but then you're kinda like it's kinda weird talking about it. I think you that's what you were mentioning before. Yeah, it is it was weird because the things that you can say on the field and in a meeting room or in a locker room to describe a play, you can't say it just like that when you're on camera. So I just basically, I was like, Hey, I'm very descriptive in meetings or in a locker room, but like I would use certain terminology is like, Hey, run this bang eight, come back down. Basically like terminology that fans don't understand. So mm-hmm. I kind of got in the mode when I was at Liberty when I was like, all right, I'm just going to be vanilla. Like just say what I need to say and get out. And then there was a, I can't remember. I can't, it was someone asked me, our, our, our analyst asked, our host asked me, he said, Hey, what would you have done in this situation? And I basically, basically just broke down a play from knowledge and explained it in a way that they were like, dude, you need to do this more often. So 
I just started using my experiences to help people understand how certain plays were. And I didn't know that's what it took. So it took me a while to like understand that and bring it in a way that was like fun and entertaining yet informative to, to a way that I could explain it to uh, a 10 year old, if, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like me. So I work in it full time. It's like me describing technical stuff to people who have no idea how any of it works. <laughs> it's, it's like, cause the way you would normally break it down is probably all sorts of code words and, and, and formations that most people wouldn't understand, but you have to break it down in a way that like someone like me could understand. So it's, that is right. like an incredible skill being able to translate something super technical like that. But kind of going back to your job with the Vikings during games, you sit right between Paul and Pete, right? Right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. What, what's it like being, being right in the, right in the middle of that? Dude, this, um, it is, it's, it's a, it's a great experience. Let me start off with that. Um, great experience is being able to be in the middle of those guys picking each other's brain. I think those guys understand each other a lot more than what people give them credit for, because Paul is like this very hyper fidgety. If he sees something, he wants to say something like that's just who he is. And then Pete is a guy that's just like rock solid, like loves his music. Like Pete loves what he loves. And he got like all this stuff and Pete and Pete's just like, dude, I don't care about that, but I understand what you're trying to say. So I always use this example it was a uh, preseason game number three, 2021. We were at Kansas City and um, Paul just went on this rant. Of course, you know, it's like third and fourth stringers at this point, just playing like nobody's watching. And PA is just like, hey, this guy's from Harvard. This guy went to Yale. This guy went to Duke. Holy smokes, man. Like they're going to take my job one of these days because I'm not smart enough to be out there. Like something crazy like that. <laughs> and Pete paused because Pete was just like, dude, what the hell is this guy talking about? <laughs> And Pete, Pete brought it in a way and basically said, like, hey, you know, when these guys are students of the game, it helps everyone that's around them because they want to be better than what they can. And I was just like, oh, like, I get it now. So ever since that day, I kind of understood their dynamic. So my role is like basically to, you know, make sure the stats are right. And then I'm always like amplifying. So if I do my research, like I watch 10 to 12 hours of film a week. So I'll see certain things. And if I see something happening in the game again, I'll like write that down, give it to PA, give it to Pete. And like, it'll help amplify what they're saying. So um, I, I love it, man. It's a, it's a servantry role. I don't really get much credit for it. And, I, and I'm okay with that, man, because I want to make sure those guys are looking as good as possible. And like they flow and it, and it puts out a, a, a good product. We've had a PA on our podcast before, actually, and I think everyone in the world probably knows he's a character. Do you have any good PA stories? Maybe something on the road or anything like that, or not really? <laughs> so I heard this one story. Uh, <laughs> I heard this story uh, Monday night. Like, I, I have a lot of stories about PA, but I, I'll tell this story since it's fresh in my mind. Uh, apparently, there was like a an event going on at the stadium, right? And it was just like a staff event. So certain fans were there. And there was someone who was like waiting to be put on the big screen to go interview somebody. But they were playing Michael Jackson before the person was about to get on screen. So PA is in the background, like behind the person, not knowing that there was a camera or an interview in front of him. So right when the camera transitions to the person about to get the interview, PA is like doing the Michael Jackson hee hee leg kicks. <laughs> oh <laughs> no. <laughs> like trying to do the moonwalk behind this guy and is caught on the big video board oh. at USF Stadium. So like 
if, if anybody wants to know what, what, what it's like to work with PA, like that is, that's it in a nutshell. Like you, you never know, like you never know what, what's going to happen. Like you, you're always on your toes because you can't <laughs> his brain, it. his brain works differently, man. Yeah. That was like, uh, we, we did the U S bank, uh, like the touchdown tour mm-hmm. and, uh, we got a, we got the, um, interactive tour of the entire U S bank shout out to us. U.S. Bank Stadium for that. But anyways, we got to see where you guys sit. I texted a picture of it, and I sent it to PA. I go, so this is where all the magic happens, huh? And he responds like a minute later in all caps, and Jack is dot, 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 loose. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, and I, I'm like, I, I could literally hear you say that to me. Like, I can read yeah. that text, and I know what that sounds like. Did, did he just, text you L-Y at the end? Uh, he didn't do that. No, wait, <laughs> not let, special let, enough. Let me yeah. double check. No. <laughs> I might, I might've seen that and just like not know what it meant. Yeah. Disregarded it. Yeah. So L-Y. I know this, this show is called, it's a, it's a bit, right? Yes. Like, that's what it's called. Yep. Like PA has bits like every six months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the last six months were, Oh, I know these guys. I have all their albums. They have plenty of hits. He says that about everybody. Like, <laughs> Oh, Kevin O'Connell. Oh, I have all his albums. He has plenty of hits. <laughs> yeah. Like now it's uh L Y. So after he says anything, he would just say like love you. He's just texted me before love you. He's, really? He said that to me before. Oh wow. Like, well, cause when we had Billy G on, I was like in Target the next day and I was just about to get out and go shopping and I get a text from him. Having you on in one minute uh, on nine to noon, you better be ready. And I'm like, okay. So I'm in my truck and I get a call from iHeartRadio. It's PA for the nine to noon segment. And then like I afterwards I'm like, hey man, that was fun. Thanks for having me on. He's like, love you. And I'm love like, you. I'm like, love you too, man. <laughs> but then yeah, but yeah. then it was funny. So that day when we did the US bank tour, I sent him a video of me making an extra point, which I don't know how the hell I did that mm-hmm. at US I saw Bank. That. And he responded with this voice message. And the kick is up. And it is no good. Wait, it's good. I think he was driving somewhere. I'm like, I can just picture this guy in his car, like oh, putting his phone up to his. Like that's just that just shows how unique he is. Like he didn't, he didn't have to text me back. He's like, okay, I've seen people make field goals at US Bank, but he recorded me a cameo. He's he's a gem. Dude, PA PA lives in the moment. Like he he is one of the most present people I've ever met. I'm just like, dude, like. What's happening next? And like he he knows what's happening next, but he's 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 such in the moment, man. Like he's he's a really good guy to work with, but he is a character. Oh, like yeah. if if PA came into work and he was just like a normal human being, as far as like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm gonna grab my coffee, a couple of meetings here. Like I would be like, PA, you you're all right, man. Like <laughs> I, I need a couple of jokes. I need a couple of like hugs, like love. Like he he's just he's different. But we we need that because it, it, he's phenomenal at his job. Well, were you in the booth last year in week one against the Bengals where the Vikings are like they committed like five penalties in a row? I don't know if you yeah. were in there and PA just yelled. It was like the first it's drive. It's on the Vikings. It's like the first drive, right? Yeah, it was the first drive, <laughs> like the first two minutes of the game. And, and like they already had like three penalties in a row. And then there was another flag thrown and they didn't know yet. And Pete Bursich, he's like halfway through his sentence. It's on the Vi- it's on the Vikings, and then halfway through PA's, it's on the Vikings. Just screamed it into the radio, yeah. and I jolted. That was hilarious. Yeah, uh, yeah I was, uh, I was, I was there. Um, <laughs> dude, it, those mo- like I kind of tune those moments out yeah. sometimes. Like I was there during the moment when Greg Joseph missed the field goal oh, in Arizona. Arizona. I was in yeah. between. It was like it's good. 
No. Mr. Togo. Or um, like last year, everyone knows the history now of like PA and um, the Packers and how all that went last year when the guy said something to him, blah, 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 blah. So PA has this thing with Eric Stokes. I don't know what it is, <laughs> yes. but it's a love-hate relationship where he loves to hate him. So he's like, go ahead and put JJ, go ahead and put Eric Stokes on JJ, see what happens again. And then JJ goes off week one this year and he's like, Justin Jefferson, he's killing the Packers again. Oh my gosh. And like, it's just like raw emotion. I'm like, dude. Well, that's why everyone here loves him so much, though, because he's so emotional. He's so passionate. Yeah. And I remember they were playing, um, at, we were at week one game at US Bank Stadium, and they'd, uh, they'd obviously play his call um, after some of the highlights. And people were going crazy. People love Paul Allen. I know. You got to play. It's part of the energy of the in game experience if you're not going to be listening on the radio. Like, you got to play as, like, as, is his play-by-play over highlights? Yeah, it's just gold, uh, dude. Yeah, he man, PA PA is top five in all of sports when it comes to play-by-play. Like he is amazing at his job. His memory is outstanding. Um, yesterday he told me the older his the older he gets, the better his vision is. He said he went to the. Um, the uh, optometrist, right? That's the, the person for your eyes, I think right? So, yeah. Yep. Uh, we probably should look that up. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> Almost said he went. So he went to the optometrist like three or four three or four months ago, and they said he had twenty ten vision. And I'm like, okay, first and foremost, what optometrist did you go to? And he said he went to optometrist for the first time in his life, and he went to the one in Panama. He went on a cruise <laughs> oh. somewhere. <laughs> and he said he said he, he was like looking out of his right eye he could read everything and he looked out of his left eye and he was like reading the ones all the way at the bottom and they were like hold on like start over and he said he did it again and it was like yeah so like i have 2010 vision i'm like all right man cool like whatever whatever works for you that's hilarious so i don't i don't know how, how does the system work like if does that mean one eye is 20 the other one's 10 out of 20 is that that's i'm guessing that's they it? say 2020 vision's the Best the vision, per- right? perfect vision. Yeah. yeah. So, so he explains it as so he wears binoculars when he has to see far away, and then he has his play sheet in front of him. So he says like his left eye is looking at the binoculars, looking across the field, and then his right eye he pans it down to look oh. at the sheet that's right in front of him. So he said like his right eye is better than his left. This is PA in a nutshell. I was gonna right? say, like a this, lizard, is, yeah. this is incredible yet disturbing at the same time. Yeah. Like the fact that he can look two separate directions at once. But that's what you need as a play-by-play guy. Mm-hmm. So it makes you yeah. the best. Yeah. So it makes you the best. But going back to your show, um, what's it called again? It's is it Vikings Vikings under set under center? Like, which one? Which one? Uh the one that you were talking about before the show was Zadarius. Oh, Viking Circle. Viking, Viking Circle, Circle, that's Circle, it. Yeah. I knew it was it was the letter C. But anyways, uh, just being a former player and kind of vibing with these guys, who would you say is probably the, one of your favorite people you've had on that or that you've gotten to work with? Zadarius uh, um, was phenomenal. I think I was telling you guys that that took a couple of takes, not 10K takes, but not that many. a couple. Yeah. Um, but 10K takes, we, we you guys made an appearance in the Kirk Cousins episode, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Kirk, Kirk. Like Kirk was so great. Like I went into it. I had worked with Kirk before and I went into it like, like not knowing his, what his vibe was going to be. And like, he was just laid back chill, but yeah, for the, for the Vikings, those two are probably, well, Kevin O'Connell was good also, 
Um, but like overall, I would probably say Doug Williams. Like Doug Williams is probably my favorite one because that was the the first Super Bowl champion that I, that I had ever interviewed. And I did this one in, in Washington. We had a similar thing that I started there that I brought up here. And that was called um, Park Drive. And um, just, just talked about his career and how that will match up in the game today. And we just had, you know, made a couple of jokes. And um, yeah, that, that that's probably one of my more memorable interviews to date. Mark Wolf was pretty good too. Got him on earlier this year. Um, I was a little, that's probably the first one that I was like actual, actually kind of nervous um, going, doing it because we almost hit Kirk. We cut it out. But we almost <laughs> hit Kirk, so. We were driving this one. This was the only one that we did in U.S. Bank Stadium, the only episode that we filmed there. And so we filmed it right before the players came out for um, joint practice. It was the TCO State, well, the U.S. Bank practice with no fans uh, first week of camp. And uh, Kirk Cousins, the quarterbacks, came out first and we were doing our first lap around the field. And Kirk and Sean May were on one knee, like warming up. And I was like, uh, Mark, we should probably go around these guys. He was like, yeah, that, that's probably a good idea. So we we cut that part out, but he he was good. But he was a he was a good sport about it. Yeah, because you guys drive around in like a golf cart, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a golf. It's like a yeah, technically a golf cart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sweet. Is it is it tricked out? I can't remember what the outside looks like. Yeah, so it's a it's a six seater. It's a Polaris. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm giving Polaris some uh, free free pub when you guys at show. So it's a <laughs> that sounds good. That'd be cool if they sponsored us. Maybe send us a snowmobile or two. Oh, that would. Yeah, that would, that would be great for you guys to show. But yeah, he was um, <laughs> he was great. And then having the support from our partnerships team to like get one of those gym E6s, a six seater. Um, that was cool. But we used the one at the so the one at the stadium is decked out in like Vikings gear. So it was like mm-hmm. the cover is like wallpaper and Vikings gear. So it was cool to film film that one with 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 Mark Wolf, the owner of the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, Mark, I think. uh you mentioned uh, to Mark. I thought thought I saw a question like you're asking him like what position he would play if if he was if he was a football. Did he even play football, Mark? Wolf? No, I don't no. think so. No. <laughs> he said I'd play tight end, and he's like a smaller guy. I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said he could do it all. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I guess if you're you know an owner of a any franchise, you you have to have multiple. You have to have a. a a, a wide range of skills to be effective. And um, I mean, people always talk about how the Vikings are one of the best ran organizations in all of sports. And it, it shows like it shows and, you know, certain things that we do, but yeah, Mark, I don't, I don't think he's uh, ever taken a hit across the middle like a tight end would. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say like, whenever people ask me that question, I'm like, it's easy. I, I could be a punter. Maybe like that's <laughs> backup that's quarterback. That's, yeah. that's all I'm limited to. Yeah. Uh, practice practice quarterback like yeah. like when the machine's down like i'll throw the balls like that's 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 it that's i'm not taking a hit you have bullpen <laughs> catchers or whatever yeah you can have practice quarterback but even those guys got to catch heaters, yeah i know man. they yeah, do you, okay no this is what i do you know you know the guy like when a when a quarterback's warming up who catches the ball and then throws it back and or the wide receiver 
catches the ball and then hands, <laughs> hands it to, hands the, QB. It to yeah. the other yeah. guy. Yes. Well, it's not even a QB. It's just like a, a staff guy. That's like He's my holding role. the balls. Like he, like the wide receiver catches the ball from the quarterback, hands it to the guy standing next to him, and that's my role. Mm-hmm. That's what I could do in the NFL. <laughs> I want to get paid for that full yep. time. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah, you want to. So basically, you're saying you want to save the quarterback's fingers, right? Because, right. Because God. yeah, the you that's don't want the, you, yeah, you the finger guy. quarterback <laughs> catching the, the balls. Finger guy. Is that, yeah. is that what he's yeah. called? You could You could be that guy for Tom Brady. Imagine Tom Brady. Brady wouldn't want on the Super Bowls without the finger, finger gun. Yeah. <laughs> or he wouldn't have be, been able to deflate the it, football. It, oh, God. Oh, true. <laughs> this show's ridiculous, game. man. Yeah. Um, so, Gabe, you're obviously not originally from Minnesota, but since living here the last two years, right? You've lived yeah. here? What would you say is your favorite and least favorite thing about it? Oh, I'm going to go least favorite right now. I hate the Minnesota niceness. That's one thing I hate. Yep. Um, being being from the south, like everyone is direct, and you you kind of you, you have an idea of where people are, like in their life or like where they are as far as like your your relationship. And then here, you're like always trying to like navigate. It. It's like, ah, is this cool? Like, I've I've become an overthinker since I've been it's here. Terrible. Um, yeah. I agree. It's it's the biggest struggle I deal with every day. Is that the passive aggressiveness? Yeah, it's yep. too much sometimes. Like. Sometimes yeah. it's it's uh, it's appropriate to be a little nice here and there. I mean, you can be yeah. people can be nice, but like sometimes when you're having a conversation and people are like stepping around the the topic or don't want to hurt your feelings or something, it's like just lay into me, man. Right. Dude, like I sent my manager, I, I sent my manager a message today, and then she asked if I was mad at her because I used a period <laughs> instead of an exclamation yeah, point. Yeah, that's, that's oh, ridiculous, ridiculous. It's kind of like it's kind of like someone like opening, like you're walking into a, a store, right, and somebody's like you're like probably 20 feet from the door and then someone is opening the door <laughs> and they see you and you like jog towards the door and they keep it open and you're like thank you and then they say jerk and it's just like you didn't <laughs> you didn't have to like i didn't i didn't ask you to open the door for me but like thank you but yeah so that, i, I kind of give that example when it comes to like the least favorite but the <laughs> the best thing i like about minnesota man there's there's like so much to do um outdoors like I know, I said you know Minnesota nice is a thing, but like, in in its purest form, like people from Minnesota are very nice. Like they are like really good people, and um, that's that's been welcoming since I've been here. Um, and just you know being able to get out and about, like I've you know found a couple of spots. We talked about it last time. Like I'm a big whiskey guy. Mm-hmm. Like I love whiskey and I love bourbons, so I've been able to find some good spots in the city to be able to just like relax have a cigar have a glass of whiskey and just just chill i love cold weather too not january february cold but like i, I enjoy being cold yeah there's nothing better than a little crisp in the air when you're yeah. when you got football you know yeah, college football, football nfl yeah. football tailgating in a sweatshirt some jeans and that little crisp in the air that's that's what it's all about that man. being said i'm glad the vikings playing an indoor stadium yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's fun for like it's fun for like an hour mm-hmm. yeah and then you're like all right let's go inside now i'm cold damn it <laughs> Like, yeah, dude, if, if we played in an outdoor stadium, man, I, I might I might be working for the Timberwolves right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no kidding. Well, and uh, while we're talking about outdoor stadiums, I know you, you, you travel with the team. Uh, we'll be in Buffalo. We'll be at the Buffalo. Oh, nice. We're going to be doing Bill's Mafia. So if, if you're looking for some people to hang out with in Buffalo, we'll be there. Oh yeah, we'll we'll have to go break a couple of tables. Yeah, uh, light yourself on fire. We'll light you, well, we'll light Jake on fire. He's already been delegated as the uh, fire guy. Yeah, fire guy. Yeah, he's been he's been appointed as the light yeah. on fire guy. Yeah. How, how do you guys come up with that? Who's the fire guy for the week? 
Uh, it's just always Jake, dude. Yeah, <laughs> anything anything that involves someone doing stupid shit, we delegate to Jake. Yeah. We're like, well, you have a couple cocktails, dude. We should do uh, we should do a Kirk impression on fire. Oh yes, yeah. Before the game, well, I don't know if I want to be uh, you know burning the jersey. I think that would no, be, no, no, be right. a sin right. in some way or capacity, but. Do a Kirk bit as if, well, Kirk will be jumping into a table. It'll be the best way for him to warm up. He's had a ton of milk. Yeah, just a lot of milk. And I'm uh, going to jump into this table. Let's go. It's a combination. <laughs> oh. Combination of com- I'm done. Compilation. Compilation of combinations. Yes. It's a complicated compilation of combinations. It's, it's complicated. It's a combination <laughs> of factors. It is funny because when Jake impersonated Kirk in front of Kirk, he's like, you have captured the essence of what I do, which is talking for two minutes and not really saying anything. Because <laughs> like those athletes just get asked some I know. some really redundant questions where it's like, yeah. okay, well, you know the answer. I got to like spit things, you know, just extend it and say things that I know will hopefully satisfy yeah. the journalists. And, right, right. And Remember, he admitted that's that. That's smart. Yeah. It works. Yeah, it, works. it makes for a good story, I guess. Remember when you did your uh, impersonation of Kirk to Ty Conklin, and he was like, "You're saying combination a lot. <laughs> You're saying combination a lot of times." I'm like, and then someone said he does use that word a lot. I forgot <laughs> who said that, but someone right next to him, some Vikings player, was like, "Yeah, he does use that word a lot, man." Like, so I'll, I'll never, I'll never unhear Kirk saying combination. You're n- again. Yeah, no, no. now, Gabe. Every time you hear him say it, you're gonna be like, "Oh, the ten thousand takes guy." <laughs> Damn it! Every time he says it, you're gonna be like, "Oh, you're gonna cringe." We should try to find that video maybe somewhere. Please, from please. last year. Yeah, DM yeah. it to you. So it was a skit because I said like, "Hey, Kirk, I'm making toast. Do you want peanut butter oh, or yeah. jelly on it?" And then it was like combination, combination, combination. I'll take a combination. Then yeah. I was like. <laughs> Oh, combination okay. you know combination yeah you can easily use it so many other times but <laughs> that's hilarious yeah what's uh i guess my last question for you is what what's the favorite your favorite stadium you've been to in the nfl like your your, your favorite road place to travel to yeah it can't oh, be road. u.s bank stadium yeah right all right dang i was about to say u.s bank <laughs> damn it um i was a man i was a fan of the ram stadium I was I was surprisingly like surprisingly I really enjoyed uh, the Cardinal Stadium. Like I know that's an older stadium, but it, it's still in good shape, renovated. Um, I love natural playing surfaces, so yeah, I, I love that stadium a lot. I'm just, like Lambo, like Lambo last year. I know people hate being out in the cold, but every time I go to that stadium, I think I've been there three times now. I feel like I'm in the 1960s. Like there's a there's a uniqueness about that stadium that when you walk there, you you feel um, the former players, the Reggie Whites, the Brett Favre. You you mm-hmm. feel that energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it would have to be probably. I, was, I know I can't say Lambo, so it would probably have to be uh, the Cardinals Stadium. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah, Cardinals. I think that. What was about you guys? Dog. We haven't. I haven't Ooh. been to enough stadiums. I, <laughs> I want. I can't say Lambo either, but I know where you're going with that because yeah. mm-hmm. it, it it's almost like Lambo is almost comparable to like Wrigley. You know, it's it's yeah. like oh, it, yeah. they haven't Benway, really updated yeah. a lot there. You're right. It feels kind of like a time machine. But um, I am going to Lucas Oil in a month. I'm going to check that place out, mm-hmm. and then I am excited. That's a cool thing. Yeah, I'm excited to see the uh, the Bills. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what's the name of it? Is it no clue? It's it's a cor- it's a you. corporate name. New, yeah. Is it not New Era Field anymore? Ah, let me look it up. I think, I think a corporation bought out the name of it. Yeah. It used to have like an original name or something. Yeah. So now it's Highmark Stadium. Highmark. uh, Highmark. Health insurance. Woo. Yep. Yep. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. For me, I, I haven't been to a lot of road stadiums. I've only been outside of Minnesota. Like it's just literally been Iowa City and Madison, which are two electric college atmospheres, by the way. Like, yeah. I, I honestly probably liked Iowa City and then more than Camp Randall's atmosphere. I thought Iowa City was actually pretty electric. Yeah, I shouldn't be saying that though. Damn it, Out- Huntington Bank Stadium for the win. No TCF Bank Stadium. TCF. There we go. Outside of football, though, uh, T-Mobile Arena where the Knights play. Mm. The Vegas Knights, yeah. they put on a show there. That's a pretty cool. Oh, yeah, I, I'd, imagine, cool. I'd imagine I'd uh, imagine which one. Is it Allegiant? That's the football stadium there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There was a shot on Sunday yeah. where it was during the Raiders game, and it was like a random point in the game, and there was like 10 people in the front row popping champagne. Yep. I'm like, this is just a different environment. Oh, was that here. bottle service, or was it them yeah. trying to celebrate their win? Like, I'm confused. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> during the game? I, yeah, it was during, it wasn't like, yeah, they lost. <laughs> yeah, I, wasn't, I wasn't a fan of that that stadium. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. Simply, simply, it was just. I mean, it, it's it's on brand. They're black and silver, but the field was not in good playing condition when we played them. That uh, I guess it was preseason game number game number one this year. They I guess they had a soccer game the night before, and for soccer teams, they like the field to be wet, so they like it a little damp, so the ball could you know have a little bit more carry or you can control it a little bit better. And of course, you know those are one of those like the the Raiders, they play on a natural grass surface. So they can like slide it out into the sun. It can get its nutrients and then they can slide it back in. Apparently they forgot to do that the day before we oh. played them. So when it got to us playing it, playing them that night, it was a bunch of mold on the field, like a bunch of like bald spots in the grass. It, it was, it was terrible. So Especially. I kind of, I kind of wrote off that stadium after seeing that I'm like, like you, like we're in Vegas. Like this is this is Vegas. Yeah. Y'all yeah. can't water the grass or like put it out in the sun. It's like you guys don't have oh. a lot of grass. So you got to take care of the grass you do have. It's the desert. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's a commodity down there. Jeez. I don't know. Wags, what's the favorite stadium you've been to outside of? I mean, uh, I've been like Rogers Center in Toronto. I went there for a Blue Jays game. Oh, that was yeah. that was really cool. They had great uh, great hot dogs. My favorite hot dog I've ever had was there. In Toronto. In Toronto. Oh, Toronto. Yeah, you wouldn't think wow. it's not an American place. Believe it or not. Oh, no, it's Canada. I'm Canadian. Canada. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My my final question though is has how what is the I might have, we might have asked this uh, the, on the in the first round of the interview um, but uh, what is the what is the preference on how to refer to Kevin O'Connell is it KOC or cock? <laughs> <laughs> All right, funny story. Um, so every Sunday I do like my keys to the game, and it's around. <sighs> It's about 90 minutes prior to kickoff. And so I go on right after you guys do your bit. So like your commercial. And every time it's just like, um, want to give a big thanks to Big Cock. (laughs) I'm like, God, I got to follow these guys again today. Because I want to laugh. And I'm just like, so I love it that you guys have like made fun of it. But a lot of people just call him KO. Like when people call him KOC, he like he he'll keep walking, but if you say like KO, he'll be like, oh. And I don't think he does it on purpose, but I think KO is the, the technical name okay. that he prefers to be called. But I like that. I like, it's like knockout, yeah. It's badass. Yeah. Knockout, KO, yeah. Kevin O. Yeah, okay. we. I guess we should probably dial back making fun of our own coach. Huh? Like, yeah. Well, usually... no, I mean it's it's. I thought it's it was a term a, of endearment. It's. A, I, I guess you. It's an acronym. It's an acronym. Yeah. Big cock. Let's go, man. I want to get behind. <laughs> he's, big a tall, he's, he's a tall, big tall guy. Man. Yeah, a tall guy. Is. Big Kevin O'Connell. I mean, let's Checks go. Out. <laughs> you guys got to get KO on this, man. Uh, we, we absolutely yeah. do. Oh, we we definitely do. That would that would be electric. For yeah. Sure. 
Hey, my my final question is: uh, since you work there, um, is it fair to say Washington has the worst NFL stadium? Uh, worst NFL stadium. Um, it's between them and well, ooh, yeah, yeah, probably so. And I would probably if if the Bills did not have turf, I would probably have said the Bills. Okay. Um, but yeah, watch Washington. I mean, we've seen the videos: Jalen Hurts almost breaking his leg, fans falling over the railing. Leaks uh, coming oh, from the roof during right. a game. Remember I forgot that? about yeah. that fan thing last year. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's um, I'm sure. Well, it's bad, and I'm sure the people that work in the building can't wait to move from that stadium in a, in a few years. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, I, I'll give you that. That's a that's a pretty bad stadium. Oh god, it was almost like the Coliseum where the Islanders used to play on Long Island. Remember, there's like five gallon buckets like every twenty feet. Just because there's all these leakages <laughs> coming yeah, in, that's pathetic. Yeah, but I think they ended up like they ended up moving back in there for a cup until are they in there right now again? Well, it's because Spano, the guy who basically was a fraud and bought the team with no money, tried to start building another stadium with no like, money. With yeah. no money. Well, so. well, recently though, they moved into the Barclays Center in like the last five years, but the mm-hmm. it wasn't meant for hockey. It was like the right. the, the scoreboard was off center from center ice. Some of the seats were like not pointing at the ice because it was like they I think they really meant to make that that arena for basketball and they tried to bring in the Islanders in there and it was not the best hockey viewing. Yeah, experience. That's the arena where they had like cars were like in the front row of the seats. Yes. Right. Yeah. That was ridiculous. It, it, it was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Not a good look. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least it's a takeaway for Vikings fans. At least we have a sweet stadium. We do. Yeah. Now. <laughs> at the end of the day, that's always cool. Don't have the dome anymore. It helps. It helps when uh, trying to sell tickets, and it helps when when your state is arguably the coldest state yep. in America. So, mm-hmm. uh, dude, I, I mean, we just won an award for best in game experience in all sports. So, I mean, there's a lot of people on our end that do, I mean, great work to make sure that people can. I mean, you got to brave getting through the cold first and foremost. So it's like thank. I feel like it's our way of saying thank you for braving the cold to come check out the purple play. So I, I, I've enjoyed it, man. I've been here three years so far and um, I love the code, just not the January code. Yep. But it's one of those things where you, once you find something to trip, what's the one thing I've learned about Minnesota, Minnesota will find things to cheer for. Mm-hmm. And the, right now it's the Vikings. And once they find that one thing to cheer for, they'll go all in. And it gives us a reason to drink. So. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Seriously. Yep. Well, it's funny when things are going south on Monday night, a bunch of people start looking at each other. Say, so when did the wild start again? <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, I heard a, I heard the word wild preseason a lot used last night. I'm like, guys, it's week two. Let's can calm we, down. Can we, yeah. can we do this in week nine? Take a, di- take a deep breath. Dude, I, I hated that when I played football at Liberty. I just, I hated being, I hated when the season started because like when you're in it, it's just like, man, like we finally got to this point. And then by like game number two, game game number three, they're selling season tickets for basketball season. It's just like, can we just enjoy what we have yeah, right exactly. now? Like, right. This is this is this is who we are. Like, let's let's just embrace being football season and worry about everything else afterwards. It's right. September. You got to think back to like the month of August or July, mm-hmm. where you haven't had football in like five months, and you're, mm-hmm. you you don't even know how you live without it. And it's back. Like, yeah, you right. lose. It's better than not having it. When people got to remember the Los Angeles Rams, who won the Super Bowl last year, they went a whole month without winning a football game at a certain point of their mm-hmm. season last year. There's mm-hmm. so much to play. So exactly. much left to play. We're yep. fine. Plenty of time. See, we ended on a high note. But uh, Gabe, before we let you go, you already did the rapid fire once. I think we changed the questions up a little bit. We changed a couple of them. But um, yeah, you you ready to do the rapid fire again? 
Uh, let's ride. All right. Oh, oh yes. gosh. We oh, jeez. Yeah. Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. Every time he has like a really bad play, that just plays in my mind, and mm-hmm. I just laugh out loud. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> Fantastic. He's had he's had a lot so far. Say, I've had that opportunity two to, weeks. to chuckle quite a bit in two weeks. But all right, you're on a deserted island. This time you only have one song to listen to the rest of your life. What is it? One song. Ooh. I th- I think I'm gonna go with uh, Drake Underground Kings. Oh, oh that's yeah. a good one. Yep. Still one of my favorite songs. Um kind of is like a, a a testament to like who I am. It's like, you know, Making it, I mean, 237 denial letters. Yeah. Just working, working, working my way to, to get to this point. Yeah. Drake Underground Kings. Okay. Very motivational. By the way, I love that you saved them to your inbox so that you use them as motivation. That's a great idea. <laughs> it's perfect. That is great. Hey, still, I... it, still it if you want. Still it, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. And that's a, I'm glad you used Drake like pre when he was just doing some weird singing songs era. Like back when you, that was like prime Drake rap era. So yeah. Underground Kings. Love it. Yeah. Um, in a similar vein, if you had a walkout song, what would it be? In a similar vein, if I had a walkout song, what would it be? It, it, it has to be something J. Cole. Uh, being from North Carolina, J. Cole is from North Carolina. There, there's Man, there's so many. First things first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Yep, like, I was going mean, to say. Got, yeah. Middle child. I'm not the middle child, but. Yeah, something, something J. Cole. Let me, can, does that work or do I? Yeah, no, that's fine. good. Yeah. I'm away, I'm away down. <laughs> he's a he's an insanely good basketball player too, isn't he? J. Yeah, Cole? I've hooped with him before, man. You have, you have. I've, I've hooped like it's it's so crazy. We were talking about this on nine to noon last week. Um, like North Carolina is like a basketball hub, so like the first time I ever saw J. Cole was at NC State. I was hooping one of my boys and I look over to my right and J. Cole is like lacing up. This is like brush cut J. Cole. So like nobody really knew him. And he's just like dropping buckets. So still to this day, J. Cole is J. Cole is probably going to be in Raleigh this week playing at NC State. Like just playing ball. He'll go home, be a family man, and go make some music. So yeah, that's yeah, it, it's it's crazy. Yeah, he lives the ultimate life for yeah, sure. That's awesome. Um, what would you say is your least favorite sport? Least favorite sport. <laughs> uh, people are going to be mad at this, but probably track. Track. Oh, track and yeah. Field. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. no. you, you just run just to no. run. No. Right. Like, what's the what's uh, the end game here? It's just, right. It's just hey, I'm faster than you. Like, yeah. is, is that it? Like, It's kind of like in the Olympics when they have, like, the marathon. Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of almost like NASCAR. It's like, okay, I'll tune in for the last five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only kind of that. <laughs> We're like watching people do hurdles is just cringy. I'm like, why you got to make them jump? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is torture, man. Like, hand off that I, baton. I'll I'll at least do I I'll do hurdles over just regular just run a uh, five five. Nah, no offense to people who runs five k's, but like people who runs like a 10 k around a track. It's just like mm-hmm. you're running in circles just to say you're faster than somebody. Yeah, like, right. I, at least if I'm you're okay. gonna, at least if you're gonna run, be on a mission like they used to back in like Sparta to deliver messages mm-hmm. before iPhones. Literally, their life right. was on the line. At least have a purpose behind mm-hmm. your running. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, is a hot dog a sandwich? It's a hot dog. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, it's not a sandwich. <laughs> it's not. No, it's not. A, it's not a sandwich. Okay. It's, uh, it's a hot dog. It is a hot dog, not a, hot a sandwich. Uh, do you prefer Coke or Pepsi products? That's a new one. Pepsi. Right? Big Pepsi Ooh, fan. Really? My dad, wow. my, 
Yeah, my dad is, um, man, my dad is, if I had to guess the number of Pepsis my dad has drank in his life, it would probably be over 200,000. 200, really? Holy shit. My dad is like the most healthy person I've ever met in my life. Like 61 years old, like still like works out every day, but drinks Pepsi for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like my dad has a cooler in the back of his truck. Just full of Pepsis. Just pounds of Pepsi. Wow. Not is it diet Pepsi or normal Pepsi? Normal Pepsi. My dad would drink a Pepsi and go to sleep at night. So <laughs> wow. is is he like a he's a can guy or is he a bottle guy? Because I know bottle people who drink bottles of Pepsi. Uh it depends on the day. It depends <laughs> on the day. Like if it's if if they're the ones in his car, he'll he'll go can because they stay fresher longer. But if, right. it's, if it's the ones in the house, he'll go bottle. Or if you're on the go, you take the bottle. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they do taste different to some people. Yeah. You know, oh, definitely. Flavor. Bottle yeah. versus can definitely taste different. It's the same yeah. with yeah. beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no, same story. it's true. It's true. Um, name a first world problem bugging you at the moment. Uh, still homelessness. Um, something that's still like near and dear to my, my heart. Um, like, you know, this, I mean, we can talk money being in a capitalist society, and all these people making money, I mean, millionaires, like we work in this industry. I mean, I see millionaires every day and like they, they've earned their money. But the fact that there are still people homeless, I'm like, man, like people can still have homes, especially moving here to Minnesota and like being it being so cold, and like seeing yeah. people yeah, it's brutal. Uh, on trains like that, 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 that still hurts me when I see it. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the best fantasy football team name you've ever heard? <laughs> oh man i've heard so man that's a great question i'm trying to th- uh, what's the name of it ain't tricking if you got it okay i'm tricking if you got it oh um, yes i like uh, jj tell him yours oh uh the kirkoffs <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh, yeah the kirkoff yeah <laughs> I'm ne- here. Funny story. I've never played fantasy a day in my life. Really? Oh. That no, might I just be a- help all of my. I help my friends with their teams, yeah. but never played. You know, stay away. Just stay away. It's 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 a bottomless pit of despair. Yeah. It really. Yeah. Is. You got to use uh, your inside info to take it to the top, nuts. man. That's yeah. what you got to do. Dude, <laughs> I, I would. I'm here to help. Like I've I've had helped a couple of my friends like win their league. Like I, I love it so much that I know I would get addicted if I played. So mm-hmm. like I just help. Like smart, all right. yeah. Still get your fill. I might send you my yeah. login credentials mm-hmm. then. I might, <laughs> on all my leagues. Might need to share ownership. Nope. Um, what is your least favorite fast food place? I think we did ask you this last time. Burger King. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand December six, two thousand and six. I got food poisoning. <laughs> that's right. You know the date. Yep, the date, the, date, the time, <sighs> where it was at, the the address. Yeah, it was, <laughs> man. We had a basketball game the next day, and I had I checked myself out of the game to go. Uh, Go take a take a dump in the bathroom. <laughs> I was gonna say that's like your Jordan flu game though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a BK game. Man, I, I had a I had a, a mean eight points that night. You should have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Better than zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six in the first half. Yeah, there you go. Um finish the sentence. Blank is overrated. Blank is overrated. Got any players? <laughs> Thing chocolate. Oh, Ooh. okay. Not a peanut chocolate butter. Guy. Chocolate and peanut butter. Whoa. Is like Whoa. Chocolate and peanut butter is like I, I have a weird taste buds. So like chocolate, 
Like I, I can only eat a Snickers bar. It's the only chocolate I can eat. And the only time I can eat a peanut butter is if it's a combination of peanut butter and jelly. A combination. Combination. Combination, <laughs> combination of peanut butter. Yes. So, so like if there's a Reese's in the room, you're like, no way. Not happening. Get it away. Get really? it away from me. Okay. No. Wow. I'm, I'm even more weird. So like the fruits that I like, I don't like that as artificial fruits and then vice versa. So I don't eat strawberries, but I eat strawberry flavored things. I eat bananas, but I don't eat banana flavored things. I eat grapes, but not grape flavored. So it's like, I'm I, weird. I get man. that I mean, though. No. I'm, I'm that way with tomatoes. I'm not touching that shit unless it's like artificially flavored. Really? <laughs> or same with strawberries. Yeah, I hate. It's like a tech. I don't know if it's a texture what, thing or what, what. What do you eat? That's what is tomato artif. What is artificially flavored yeah, as tomatoes? Like ketchup. ketchup. Right? Oh, ketchup, okay. I guess. Ketchup. Isn't that tomato just, sauce? Isn't that just like smashing a tomato? It, it, I mean, or sorry. Like I'm not, I'm not eating the fruit itself. Okay, by but the stuff that has ingredients still weird. It's a fruit. I'm not over that. V8 splash. Oh yeah, yeah. Or uh, Bloody Marys. Okay, that's tomato. Hey, I, I, (laughs) my uncle would, my, I should say, my dad actually has done this before. He'll like eat a a tomato like an apple. (sighs) That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. But I can do like the green tomatoes that way, but not like a big one. I, I can't. No, I can't do that. I'll eat slices of tomatoes bare. Like I like that, but I don't know if I could eat it like an apple. I think that'd be a little. You say bare? That's just a weird way. Yeah, bare. I mean, you just cut them up in slices. I mean, growing up, like my, like my mom would give, like she would take the t- the tomatoes off of her burger, and I just eat them plain. Good for you, damn wow. good, and the onions. Oh yes. no, nah, I can't do onions. Time, oh. time for prison. Yeah, <laughs> time to go to jail. straight to jail. Straight to jail. Yeah. You're arrested. Yep. Uh, finally, you gave us this uh, last time when the episode didn't record, so you've had some practice. But uh, your strike three call. Strike three call. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, get out of here! All right, <laughs> See, that's like that's why like, I love this because with all the other questions, we get some overlap. You'll never hear s- someone give the same strike three. No, that's the first one I've heard. I mean, or I could, uh, I mean, the Carmelo, f out of here! Like when he, you know, when he gets the rebound, <laughs> yeah. So, if out of here. Imagine right. if you hear an umpire say that. Or that was uh, that was uh, uh, what's his name. From last year, after the Wolves won the Pat Bev, yeah, Pat Bev, Bev yeah, said yeah, the yeah. "f out of here." Yeah, in the F locker room, he here. got fined thirty k and he dropped his Venmo like it was the Hartman thing. Yep. Like that's different, oh, a little different, but totally we appreciate thing. it. You know, yeah, love the energy though. Yeah, we appreciate the energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gabe, thanks so much, man, for joining us again. Uh, just yeah, let people know where they can find you and all the awesome work you do for the Vikings. Yeah, you can uh, follow me on social media at Gabe A Henderson. Um, all of my accounts are the same name, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, Vikings.com. If you want to watch some of my Vikings work, my website is GabeHenderson10.com. So whatever you want, I got it. Uh, I know that sounds cliche, but I I never try to put myself in the box. I always try to find new things to challenge myself. So wherever you go, there's always going to be a wide variety of like things that I'm doing from like fun interview interviews to like TikToks to like, a person at a desk to hosting. Um, I just, I just want to find ways to be creative and, you know, meet people where they are. So yeah, at Gabe A. Henderson and uh, Gabe Henderson, 10.com. You, uh, you're not, you don't stay in the box unless it's the radio box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that box. And yep. you have to follow us up, which I apologize for because you have to actually be serious. So <laughs> I guess that just adds another challenge into your, uh, into your resume. <laughs> yeah but like yeah 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 being being serious is tough but um when you have guys like pa 
it, it makes it even more tough. So, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, He's, man, I, it, it's fun. Like, I mean, what what we do is fun, man. Like, yeah, you know, when you take a step back and like look at it from a big picture perspective, it's just like, dude, we get to talk about people playing a game all day. Yeah, like, it's a dream that's a, job. It's a cool ass job. It like, is. You can, you can do that, and like, you guys got a, a, a banging pod, podcast where you have on guests that you can just ask questions and get them to say what's your strike three call, but also get to know them a little bit. So, man, life, life isn't as hard as what we make it. It's just having fun with it and, and, and enjoying it and taking it by the horns when we can. Yep. Yep. I like it. The Vikings horns. The Vikings horns. The, the Gala horn. The Gala horn. The Gala horn, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll end it on that. That's a good motto. Mm-hmm. But yeah. folks, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, everyone, just a reminder, make sure to tune in to us and KFAN 100.3 or whatever station you are to listen to KFAN or KFAN, I should say, for the Vikings pregame. Before every single Vikings game, we are going to do about a one to three minute bit. You'll hear us on there. It's going to be funny. It's going to be goofy. So make sure you tune in to KFAN's Vikings pregame to hear our bit. All right. Welcome back to It's a Bit. Obviously a great interview with Gabe. The first time we had an interview with him, it was great, too. Like, every time we talked to him, it's a blast. But this time we actually recorded it. I'm glad people got to hear. He's a, he's a great dude, and I think he should be a recurring guest along with Dean Blandino during the NFL season. And Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins. Yep. Well, Kirk during contract extension times. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. Well, if he keeps signing these one-year deals, yeah. man, we'll get Kirk another year. Well, isn't he signed there next year? Technically, yeah, yeah, it's a two-year deal, yeah, but, yeah. but but they always sign a new deal yeah. uh, when they have one year left, unless they're Lamar. Who's... Yeah, they try not to go into their like final year on contract where that's literally their last year because it's like not a confidence booster or something. But I don't know, Lamar's doing it. Well, and also remember, Kirk uh, Kirk did play on the franchise tag what two years in a row, so it's not like he's like he's pretty used to playing on like yeah. one-year deals. So yeah, he's fine. He, he's fine. It's Kirk Cousins. We're we're, we're totally fine. But, uh, yeah, let's get into our final segment, just super simple. I know this episode's been running a little long, so we'll just quickly do finish the sentence for uh, some first week of NF- first few weeks of NFL, I suppose, and uh, the first week of Minnesota heartbreak. What, a, what, a, what an appropriate time to do finish the sentence. These are probably going to be some really negative answers, but let's just do it. The Vikings are blank. Josie, producer. Um... You know, I, I I don't know right now. I, I they are I don't they, know. They are unknown. They are unknown. 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 I, unknown. I, you know, Status I, unknown. It's a fair every answer. Every time I'm actually invested, because you guys know me, I'm a baseball guy. Um, Vikings just break my heart too often, and it's shorter season, so Twins have got more to look forward to. But I I don't know. I, I I'm not too down on the uh, the Eagles game from from uh, Monday night. You know, things happen. Quarterbacks have bad games, and you know it's Kirk Cousins. It's Kirk fucking, fucking way she goes, goes right? It's the way she goes. Wait, it's the I, fucking way she goes. I thought it was funny at the uh, watch party we had on Monday, and at one point, I just Jose, I just see you by yourself at a table wearing your damn Cordero Patterson jersey, <laughs> just sitting there like you're looking at the TV, yo, like fuck, and you just start downing like two drinks. You just looked sad, and you're just by yourself. I'm like, guys, this he's just over there, <laughs> but you just summed up being a Vikings. Hey, I remember going up to you yesterday at the party and like, dude, you look like you're about to end I, it all. Are you okay, buddy? <laughs> I was on my feet all day at work on Monday, so I, I wanted to sit down, and there wasn't any room near anyone. So yeah. isn't that isn't that wonderful? How like you just have a total shit day at work, and the only glamour of hope in your entire yeah. day, your entire existence is is a primetime game, and then your team gets blown out on national TV. Yeah. Just makes it even worse. And you're yeah. just like, okay, I should just not choose to watch sports at all. I know. Like if you watch a movie, you're like. 
you're going to get to watch that movie and most likely find the satisfaction mm-hmm. from it and be happy after. Like with sports, you could have a shit day and be like, all right, sports are going to pick me up, mm-hmm. and they make it worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something I noticed. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. when I put $50 in the fucking Vikings. That's true. Yeah, I think everyone in that better I'm edge done. party had money, had money lines, mm-hmm. so it was it was a low vibe. Well, didn't you, you guys see someone bet like 385K on the Vikings to cover the plus yeah. 2.5 spread? <laughs> At like, that point, uh-huh. not at, good. At that point, be a man and put it on the money line. Two and a half, like come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, that's though. such a small spread. Yeah. God, that's, that's a, damn it. That's a great observation. I saw like the Lions, the Lions and Commanders spread. By the way, funniest game of the week. The Lions and Commanders spread was like one and a half. Yeah, that's like, right. Okay, just just pick the money line at that or, point. Or or the uh, who did they play? Oh, yeah, they played the Commanders in Detroit, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, well, by the way, that was like the first time the Lions were favored in a game in like five years. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it was by like one, one and a half. That's yeah. hilarious. It was it was basically even odds is what they call it. Oh. But yeah, but that that's nuts. Um, Jake, the Vikings are blank. Uh, the Vikings are fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> he sounds it's, like he's in shambles it's, over it's, there. It's, uh, it's week two. Everything's fine. Just chill out. It's uh, fine. Vikings are fine. Yeah. Yeah, I okay. guess going along with that, the Vikings are going to be okay. They're going to be mm-hmm. just fine. Just, I didn't want to say fine because Jake just said it five million times. That's what I was going to say. But, yeah, the Vikings are going to be just fine. That's also what I agree with. My answer is more along the lines of Josie's. Uh, the Vikings are playing week three, so we don't really we <laughs> yeah. don't really deserve an opinion right now because it's too early. Yep. For people today saying, Lamar, stop. People are talking about Lamar Jackson playing for the Vikings. Like, okay, well, he technically hasn't signed a contract. It's like, stop. He's not. People need to calm down about it's week two. We're going to have to give Baltimore target field for that. Yeah. Can we at least be below 500 before we start those conversations? (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Or really start seeing like, uh, let's see, let's see our receivers start to catch a football and have some of our uh, special teams guys outrun kickers after they block a kick. And then our defense actually pressure a quarterback before we start like, putting this all on a quarterback and then having a conversation about a different quarterback and we're only in week two. You're just a Kirk apologist. Yeah, well, no, I don't care. I'm not apologizing. For, for people who want the Vikings to trade for Lamar Jackson, we have to trade them the Twins. Yep. <laughs> Baltimore Literally. Baltimore wants two MLB Baltimore teams. Twins. They want to do the New York LA bit. Yeah, and they'll play in the same stadium. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be well, horrible. no, we'll have to logistically fly Target Field yeah. out there, too. Yeah. It's part of the deal. Just drop it on a, probably a shitty part of the Yeah, city. take like a couple helicopters, yeah. right? Can... We're dropping in here. People need it's like evacuate. the Simpsons movie when they're dropping yeah. the dome on the city, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, we evacuated everybody out of the area, as far as we know. All right. Um, changing it up a little bit. I don't I don't know how many people in here watch this show as well, but it's popular right now. House of Dragons is blank. Josie. I don't fucking know. Just say it's I, gory. Gory, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot gory, of blood yeah, in it. Yeah. So, sounds like it. I say it all over Twitter. I, I'm still just getting on to uh, Better Call Saul. Ooh. I just finished Breaking Bad. Yeah, I so I I've never seen it. I tried I just, better. I tried better. Call Saul. I I couldn't quite get into the first season, but I figured everyone told me it was slow. The first season. It is season two. I'm I'm pounding the fucking drinks. I'm just sitting there. <laughs> it could three hours go by. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's how you know you found a good one. Though. Yeah. Someone someone told me I forgot who told me this week, and someone told me I sound exactly like a character in Better Call Saul. I don't know who Jake, told me that. At this point, you're just everybody, and yeah. I don't know who I don't know who you don't, it is. You don't have an show. identity anymore. I know. No one knows who Jake Bringold is. Everyone just knows Kirk Cousins and Mike Hawk. By the way, little side bit: Did you guys know that uh, on uh, Pardon My Take, PFT commentator said we need we need teams to have an onside kick special. I know they do already. 
It's one almost like we've been, we've been on that train yeah. for years now. Well, <laughs> people, like, you guys are behind the ball on this one. Mike Hawk is very happy because he's finally... <laughs> Michael Hawk, yeah. Michael Hawk. Um, he's just happy this is finally catching the mainstream, though. The, the, the attention this position deserves, like it needs this attention. Mm-hmm. It needs yeah. to be streamlined to every <laughs> single football team. Jake, what would you say about House of Dragons? After seeing, I saw the first episode, and from what I'm hearing, just like Game of Thrones, House of Dragons is sex. Yeah, sometimes between an uncle and his niece. It, yeah, exactly. Oh. It, it, that's and that's not, just I'm, how it is. Yeah, I'm not talking about Alabama. Like no. this is legitimately like this is the, House the show. Of Dragons. This is the show. They're actors, but in the show they play uncle and niece. So there was a scene filmed. I know Zane, you watch it week by week, right? Yep. So there, the scene in the brothel, which is where said incest occurred. Apparently, there were two people on the scene sixty nining for like twelve hours or something. Yeah, I saw that. I don't quote, know if I believe yeah. in that. Is that even like? Well, they had to do like I'm, I'm sure there was a lot of deleted scenes as well. But essentially, they just re, you have to shoot a bunch of takes, right? So I think it is all day in the background. You just had women scissoring. Yeah. Or, yeah. Talk about a great work environment. Yeah, I was going to say, key. imagine getting... Well, at that point, you might as well just graduate to porn, because if you're already on TV... I mean, that's half the reason why people watch the fucking show, I feel yeah. like, at this yeah. point. Then. Yeah. No, I watch it for the incredible storyline. No, it's it's sex. Yeah. <laughs> There's it's, sex. Yeah, it's it's always funny like how TV now has to flash like every inappropriate part of it before the episode, and for Game of Thrones, it takes up like half the screen, because it's like, violence, heavy language, sex, <laughs> like nudity. Sex. <laughs> like, <laughs> Joe Buck. Yeah, Joe Buck. <laughs> I love House of Dragons. A lot of sex. Um, yep. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put House of Dragons is really good. I mean, for Game of Thrones people, this is basically the next best thing. I know nothing will ever be Thrones. And these spin-offs can be tough because people want to compare it to the great thing that Game of Thrones is, but I think it's really good so far. It feels feels about as close as you can get to how good Thrones was. I mean, Zane, what do you think? I think House of Dragons is in love with its incest. It is. Uh, I mean, fucking last episode yes. at at her own wedding, like like her fucking uncles grabbing her and like this close to making out with her in front of everyone, and no one seems to care. It's like, come on. Well, I mean, it takes don't place it. in a time of I don't know. It, it takes place in a time when children ruled. There's yep. dragons alive, boys, in this, so we got to remember that. There's dragons. <laughs> Man, I wish I lived during that time period. But how does how does no one know that? Like they're at like their wedding festival party, and like he's he's, he's literally grabbing her face. Oh, and the dad is watching. Yeah, and he's getting. I, th- I think about to have his third heart attack of the he, fucking day. Yeah, he's secretly into it though. That's right. <laughs> and that's okay <laughs> for the show. Meanwhile, he's married to like a seventeen year old. He is. Yes. As it, well, I'm pretty sure the girl he's married. I mean, the vibe. Ah, just never mind. Never mind. These There's TV shows. Weird vibes going on. Not a good look for the never 1500s. As, as, as <laughs> not our, a good look for the mid uh, the medieval ages. Yeah, whatever. I said that word, but in a while. I mean, as Gage, our buddy Gage uh, from the <laughs> oh, has God. been said one time. There's a lid for every pot. I saw that. That's that's still one of the funniest <laughs> moments in our podcast history. Easily. Oh, oh man, we, we were just were not expecting talk that. Talk about the Iowa uh, Spencer. What's his name? We were talking prop bets, like odds that Spencer Petras yeah, has, has done the deed with his cousin. Here's something. He has the mustache like he's from Alabama and probably you know has relations with his cousin. And then Gage is like, well, there's a lid for every pot. <laughs> that's, that's, a ni- that's a nice way of putting yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> if I had to choose any team to win a championship, it would be blank, Josie. Don't say the Twins. No. <laughs> the twins can rot in a fucking sack. Um <laughs> Minnesota Vikings. I, I, or I, I don't know. I, I gotta say the Minnesota Vikings. They just a torture fucking franchise for the last what sixty years now. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we've gone to how many Super Four Super Bowls or whatever, and we've lost every single time. We we need a championship, and you know, one one B Minnesota Wild. We really need the Bills to play the Vikings in the Super Bowl yeah. because those are two teams who have been Super Bowl cursed. It basically, will give hope to the losers that yeah, they can one absolutely. day be the winners, win a Super Bowl. Jake, oh, man, this is tough. I mean. Uh... I don't know, uh, go for wrestling. <laughs> oh, they already did. Uh, Dave Stevenson they, they, won his gold medal. Yeah, but Jake no, still would rather have the championship win as with the Gophers. Oh. oh I'm talking I about go for wrestling in particular. No, um, I would have to say, like, like go for, I mean, like, everybody, like, this is the obvious one. Well, you'd like rather the, have a Gopher championship than, like, a pro sports championship? Well, because everyone, just everyone picks dorm storm. Yeah, exactly. I, text, I guess um, every any any excuse to get back to that campus, man, I'll take it. But I, I don't know. Everybody wants to see, you know. Obviously, like uh, I know one of you will probably pick the Wild, which is a great choice. But you know what? College sports is very competitive. I'd pick the Timberwolves before I picked any college. Team. See, no, I mean, I just think like for go for basketball, for example, you have to play in a sixty now what sixty eight team tournament. Just to, you have to win four games just to get to the final four, and then win two more to win it all. That would be unbelievable to be a part of that run and go for football. You know they have a chance now if they get, you know with the twelve team playoff um, looming in the next few years. But I mean, just the I don't know. It would mean far less to the state overall, in my opinion. I, I don't know, man. I, I've, I've heard Dude, stories. I, I, don't, I don't give a fuck about anything except for golf or football. Like I'll watch. I'll watch basketball. Well, then like, go for football to win a national championship. <laughs> okay, there we go. I'm kind it. of in the same boat. <laughs> or and Eastern Michigan, they did beat uh, Arizona State, which uh, got uh, Herm Edwards fired. That's why you wanted to talk about Herb Edwards. Huh? Yes. Well, no, there's the tarmac bit. Yes, he gets fired in the end. That was hilarious. Yeah. Literally, the athletic director and president is right there as he's about to <laughs> well, walk Well, usually the they tunnel. get fired in the tunnel. He got fired on, yeah. The, yeah, on the field. Yeah. Wasn't that game like 59-0 to zero or something like I that? I mean, yeah. I mean, realistically, do we know for a fact they said you're fired on the field? I it, bet you, it looked like it. I, I feel video, like they probably man. said like we're gonna have we need to have a talk. Did, I something. saw them do the old pat on the back, yeah. and I'm like, here it comes. Yeah. They're probably they're probably like, yeah, we're gonna have a little chat. We're gonna let's sit little, down. Let's hash it out over. Uh, hash it out over. We're gonna have a burger. That video is actually sad because like the co- the coach looks up and he just sees them at the end of the field. Yeah, he just he looks knows. down and looks he like he's like, Fuck. but it looks like he was trying to like talk his way out of it. Yeah, like he's like, hey, no, but blah blah blah. This is what happened. You lost to Eastern Michigan, okay? By fifty nine. What, 59? Like, uh, no, not 50. They lost by a touchdown. Oh, the other team, put, Eastern Michigan, put up 59? No, it was 31-24, I think, right? Well, so what's going on? Who, who brought up 59? Oh, sorry. I, that was my, I was at uh, Arizona's, right? Arizona, Arizona State. State. Yeah. They were at Arizona State. They lost 31-24 to Eastern Michigan. They're part of the MAC. They're not even like a top team in the MAC. Oh, coaches in the MAC shouldn't be allowed to be fired. It's way too funny. No, no, no. Arizona State, he was the coach of Arizona State. Okay. Oh, I was thinking of Arizona. That's my bad, yeah. Okay. No, so Herm Edwards was the coach of Arizona State, which mm-hmm. is a prestigious, big program, one of the biggest schools in the country in the Pac-12. And Herm Edwards is a well-known. He was like a he was like a uh, broadcaster analyst before he came on as the coach there. Like he was a huge hire at Arizona State. Like he was going to turn it around there. Oh, kind of like and Scott Frost, exactly. <laughs> but even bigger than that, Herm Edwards is like a household coach, like name, like a Deion Sanders kind of guy. Not as big. But How long did he coach there? He, this is like his third season. Oh, so he oh, should man. have had the program. Yeah, off yes, the third, third or fourth season. He comes in there and he loses the Eastern Michigan and Arizona State. Eastern yeah. Michigan is a small ass school. You lose to any state that has Eastern or Western in its name, it's not a good look. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Northwestern <laughs> lost to Southern Illinois this past weekend. It reminds me of when, uh, what, the two games the golfers have played this year. 
Well, did you guys see? Was it like was it like Colorado's president basically released like a public apology for how bad they are this year? Did you guys see that story? I didn't see that, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did. It was either it's, like it's their awful. athletic director or someone basically apologized to all the fans and the students and stuff after yeah. getting blown out this Saturday. I was surprised how many Colorado fans were there. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, shout out to the person who left their hat on the railing of our section. Mm-hmm. It was really sad. They just literally left a Colorado hat sitting, and I just said moves were made. Yeah. Some guy commented on it, D-Bag Post. I'm like, what? I took a picture of a hat that someone else left. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is merely an observation. Let's get back on track. No, team, yeah, that guy, calm down. Team, yeah, it's all calm down. Oh, team, calm down. Team, to, team to win a championship. Yeah, I'm going to obviously go to the Minnesota Wild. Mm-hmm. I know like a lot of people would say the Vikings, but like if you think about just how niche the Wild are, and like I just I dream about like this victory parade in St. Paul, downtown St. Paul. I don't know why I'm Kellogg. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't <laughs> know Kellogg or West Seventh, dude. Or can you 7th. can you imagine like with all the bars there, just yeah. how big of a party that'd be on a Tuesday afternoon? It would be. They would have. They would shut down that whole street. Like they, it would be pr- unreal. Probably bring out the tents, mm-hmm. like that they have for Lucky mm-hmm. Bala, Lucky Palooza, Lucky Palooza. Well, I always say I. I you know how great it'd be if the Vikings win a Super Bowl? That would be fucking awesome. Obviously, they haven't. Right. But like, I think the the NHL playoffs is one of the toughest. NHL in general is one of the most balanced and most competitive leagues out there. But the NHL playoffs is, I think, one of the toughest like round of playoffs to get through. And if the Wild do that, like to win a Stanley Cup, like I want to see them win a cup before the Vikings. Now, if the Wild had already won like a cup, I'd be like, okay, let's see oh, the Vikings. Yeah, it'd be someone but else. I'm like, they both haven't won one. I think the NHL is a lot tougher. I think that would be a lot more satisfying to see them go through all those series and get it to the cup and win. Well, and like people don't realize how hard it is. Like if, even if you look at the Avs last year, they were obviously the best team, but they had to grind it out mm-hmm. to win in six games, and they were like completely cap depleted. Like they've had to get rid of their starting goaltender and their first line center in the offseason. That's how like over cap they were. So it just proves that you have to go all in to win a cup. Whereas like I mean, yeah, football. You know, you have teams like the Rams who went all in too on a championship, but that's just kind of a different story. But yeah, Wild winning a cup would be the answer for me, Wags. I could go with the Minnesota Vikings. I'm a hockey guy through and through, and yeah, the Stanley Cup playoffs are probably the most grueling, I would say, of all the playoffs. But in terms of like just straight up difficulty, I would I would even argue it's the NFL because you only get one game. You don't get a chance mm-hmm. to make mistakes. If you make mistakes, you're gone. Look at the Green Bay Packers. It's, it's, you, know, you could argue that their last two playoff losses, they were better than the other team. You could if you wanted to, but they didn't show up those games. They got their doors blown off, and uh, we loved it as Vikings fans. But yeah, I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings. Yep, I like it. Okay, yeah. Um, all right, two more questions. Finish the sentence. We have uh, fall means blank. Josie. Pumpkin spice. I'm just kidding. No, that's no. a good I one. I was literally thinking of that yeah. in my head. No, I, You're reading my I've mind. I've never, never been a big person on that. Um, wearing sweaters, man. I, I'm so comfortable in sweaters and just sweatpants and whatever. Hanging outside by fires and shit. Having a couple beers. Hanging out with the boys. It's, it's couple good. beers? Dozen beers. Okay. Some vodka reds. Yes. A couple vodi oh, reddies. Oh. A couple vodi reddies for the boys. <laughs> Vodies. No, it's a, it's a good damn time. Uh, summer, summer's just, sometimes it's just too damn hot for a fire. Yeah. But, you know, my, my favorite fire, fire weather, sweater weather, whatever, whatever it be. You like lighting things on fire? Or are you one of those psychotic children? That's a, that's a different story. Oh. Oh. 
We're going to light Jake on fire in November. I like that. And, uh, Bill's yes. Mafia. It's going to be great. So, yes. Jake, what does fall years. mean to you? Fall means sex. I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, nice. Maybe. Oh, going for the details. Let's go. It's cuffing season, Jake. It is. It's cuffing season. Even though I never get cuffed. Fall means. Oh, oh, oh. Fall means grunge. And I'll tell you, I'm just joking. <laughs> what? Um, I don't know. Because, uh, of the, because of the long clothes. Plaid you know? and, and, yeah. and jeans. And, and black, I'm going to go with grunge, actually. Black clothes. <laughs> yes. A black well, sweatshirt and black eyeliner. No, that's emo and goth. But that we can talk about that too. Nope. Maybe fall means nope. that because people will talk. But no, fall means grunge, plaid, jeans, uh, flannels. Fall is kind of grungy it in is. Minnesota. So you know, I'm going to say fall means grunge. Creative outside the box answer. Yes, um, I'm going to go. Fall means fall golf, which fall oh. golf is a beautiful yet terrible thing. I'll explain why it's beautiful because a, you're never going to be too hot on the golf course, which is a common problem in the summertime. Uh, it's way cheaper. You get those mm-hmm. fall rates. Fall rates yep. It's literally more pretty with all the leaves. Yep. Beautiful. Yeah. Yep. And, and the ball just flies a little bit differently in kind of a more appreciative way. You're not playing as much in the fall. So like you kind of just learn to appreciate it. Whereas in the summer, you're trying to score well and you're getting pissed off or yeah. the fall. You're like, fuck it. I'm just out here to play before the snow comes. The downside to fall though, is when you play and it's a little too cold and the ball flies like 40% as far as it should. So all your distances are messed up. And then when you hit every shot, your fucking hands just start vibrating. Yep. And by the end of the round, you can't even feel them with the combination of it being cold. Combination. Plus just all, a combination. All combination. the different times. You, you don't take divots. So you're just hitting all ball every time and it hurts. But it's kind of a beautiful blessing and a curse. And it presents, which probably already happened, but like when the Vikings and Packers would play each other for the first time in like October – a lot of golf courses do like Ryder Cup tournaments where it's all the Packer fans and all the Viking player or fans, and they just like have a match play tournament. So you can kind of do do some crossover with football. I know there's like golf tournaments in the fall where people like you do like a fantasy football thing. So your score equals a number of points, and then you get you can draft like three players, and there's a way you can tie it all together. I don't know. Fall golf is just a little different. My issue is the fucking leaves. Yeah. So some some courses, uh, like for example, Phelan, I play that a lot. It's like fifteen dollars with a cart. Yeah. No so matter the time. So you're basically just stealing from them. It, it, exactly. Exactly. And so I'll go there, and even if you hit just a per, you know, par four or whatever, even par three, eighty yard fairway, wide open. And there's still just leaves everywhere. And if you hit it, even just a sliver out, good luck finding your ball within 10 minutes. So I saw a guy on Twitter last year who had a leaf blower in the back of his car. Yep. And That's elect- smart. An electric that one. So we it's, need like, to try it's really quiet. It's almost like it's as loud as a hair dryer. Yeah. That, that's, uh, it works. That's Buy one of those at like success. Walmart for like 50 bucks. Walmart. It's a done deal. Not, a, not a sponsor. Uh, Wags, what's, uh, what does fall mean to you? BDSM. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Hey. Fall means football, boys. Fall, fall means, means you stay inside. So something has <laughs> got to get creative happen. in the bedroom. No, but big dick. No, I don't know. Can we look it up? BDSM. Uh, I don't... Make sure you hit the video tab. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, no, no. Make sure to do that. But stands for bondage and discipline, dominance and submission, <laughs> sadism and. Why have I never heard that acronym? So I kind of knew it like went with the bondage ordeal, but I haven't actually looked at the whole thing yet. I didn't know what the acronym stood for. I just knew it was like bonding. Bonding. So, yeah. but you, people are going to have to stay inside, warm up. <laughs> no, oh, guys, but... you can finally pull those gimp suits out of the, <laughs> out of the closet. <laughs> no, but uh, no, fall means oh. football. That's just the easiest uh, synonym, in my opinion. Synonym. Yes. Cinnamon. That's my favorite it's flavor. It's football season, boys. <laughs> it's my favorite flavor. Synonym. That's my favorite flavor. <laughs> Frank oh. Caliendo. Yeah. Uh. All right. Final one. Finish the sentence. 
producer, interim producer, Josie. Uh, Blank is the most overrated player in the NFL right now. Darius Slay, whoever the fuck that motherfucker is. I don't even know. What, what, that's his, that's his day. You got it, right? Shut down the Vikings? Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. I'm just kidding. That's too mean. But no, I, I don't know. You know, there's there's so many right now. Well, name one. Sorry, Mark sorry, Andrews. Sorry, sorry. Mark no, Andrews is not I, no, over. He's, no, a he's, not. he's a beast. He's a beast. He's on my fantasy team. Trust me. Trust me. What are you talking about? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Start throwing names out, boys. I haven't paid attention at all. Well, I Christian McCaffrey. Yes. Injury prone motherfucker. There we okay. go. There you go. Jake. Most overrated <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I didn't know. I, I personally, th- this isn't going to be my final You were just answer. going with it. Whatever. Whatever. We're going Whatever. With it. That's it. Final um, answer. I'm going with it. I'm par- I still partially think this is true. I, I, I always kind of thought Jalen Hurts was a little overrated. And people, <laughs> and people, dude. and people, woo, 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 look, we, no, okay, shut the fuck up. Our defense couldn't do jack squat. Oh, what kind of argument was we that? Gave, we gave him, like, what was the stat? Like, 98% of his, the like, three per- He completed 3% of his passes in a tight window. That's yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's like, come on. I, but, okay, but in re- being realistic, like, he did kick her ass. He's a good, he's going to be good. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Dude, on, but yes, sorry, I just got to point out, dude, it was hilarious yesterday. You kept screaming multiple times during that Vikings game. He's not that good about Jalen Hurts. I don't think he is. We were making him look way, I'll put it this way, we were making him look way better than he is. I mean, Detroit did it too. It could be a trend, Jake. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's week two. It's week two. But legitimately, Ezekiel Elliott. That was going to be my yeah. answer. It's, I mean, yeah. the the guy, like, he walks around like he's God's gift to the planet Earth. Like, he is the best running back on the planet, yet he doesn't show it. He doesn't. He's good, but, like, he, he, and, and analysts always talk very highly of him. And he never actually shows up, never does anything like he says he's going to do. He has this attitude kind of like a Stephon Diggs, even though Stephon Diggs is looking like he's coming to his own again. Like, he's the best player in the league, and he's he's just really not. I think he's definitely. He's my overrated pick, Jim. <laughs> Uh, for me, uh, well, I was going to say Zeke, but, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot myself in, in the foot here. Plex Gobera style. I'm going Matty Ice. Mm. Matty Ice has looked real bad. You haven't liked what he's done in the Colts uni so I have far? not. You know, it's bad when you're missing Carson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Carson <laughs> Wentz a lot right now. Oh God. I could just do a trade right now and maybe <laughs> they'll both trade. work out. I don't think a uh, Colts owner would like that. Yeah. Jim Irsay literally got off the plane, uh, in Jack after Jacksonville last year and told, uh, our head coach and our GM. I don't want Carson Wentz stepping foot on this property again. It's like, well, coach has to get all this okay. stuff, or uh, Jimmy has to get He's all this stuff. But also, the other thing too is like, I saw that video of of uh, Carson Wentz just fucking launching one to the end zone, like total no context. Yeah, two days ago against uh, Detroit, and uh, I missed it. I'm like that that used to be our bit, and I kind of like did one of these things where you like, reach your hand out and you like clutch it, and you're like. I miss I, I miss Carson Wentz. I didn't really watch the first game, but I watched a lot of the second game. I don't know if Carson Wentz would have did a whole lot, and I don't say that meaning he's a bad quarterback. It looked like Matt Ryan was just getting bombarded almost. He, wa- every play. he was, but he didn't really have a chance to do anything, did he? Not not really. And the the Colts have two receivers out, which doesn't yeah. help. But but Carson Wentz is like I guess I have this feeling of he's like younger and a little, a little stronger, whereas like Matt Ryan, I'm afraid if you hit him the wrong way, yeah. like he's gonna die. He does look maybe a little. He probably is a little slower than a Carson Wentz. Maybe yeah, out there like Carson Wentz was tall and could break break sacks mm. and dodge tackles, and then he could launch at 80 yards. I just don't. But I mean, I'm not giving up on no. Matty Ice. I just I don't see it right now. Hey, it's week two. It, it does feel it's like two. it does feel like they're 0 and two, but they're all one and one. So they very yeah, well that's be true. One, I, one. I, that's right. That's what if they're six 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 at one point? Oh no, that's You'd not like impossible. That, wouldn't you? 
Yeah, no, it's not uh, yeah you, six ties would be bananas. I think yeah. if a team has six ties, they need to get relegated to college football. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or relegation system down to the USFL or XFL. Right. We talked to Dino about mm-hmm. that. Make it happen. Yeah. All right. Wags. I think, uh, I'm gonna go with Dalvin Cook, man. He, he, came, he came into the year like so highly rated. Everyone was saying get him top five pick, top ten pick in fantasy. You know, everyone said that he was gonna be, you know, have one of his best years yet. And I think we brought this up during the game interview. Kirk Cousins outrushed him last night. Kirk Vick on one rush. Yeah, two rushes, two for twenty. Oh, yes, yes. Out. But I, uh, I did see a prop on Kirk over three and a half rushing yards, and I almost took it. Should've you should have. Oh man, Kirk always gets over three point five. He does yeah. usually. He's been scrambling as of late, so. I'd take that. I'd He's Kirk put, Vick. I'm, I'm literally going to, ne- next week, if it's at like three and a half or four and a half, I'm taking all of my money out of my checking and betting it on that. Yep. Put the house. Just put the 10K house on Yep, there. even though we rent it. <laughs> yes. No, fuck However it. that works. Fuck it. You can have this house I don't own. I'll figure oh. it out. <laughs> all right. Well, that's another episode of It's a Bit, folks. Thanks for tuning in to another great episode with Gabe Henderson. Like we said, check him out on all of his socials. Look at all the stuff he does with the Vikings. I know one of our videos was actually featured in his... Uh, his Viking circle with Kirk. So you can check that out and see our tweet. It was uh, Kirk doing chill choir, right? Yeah, yeah, it was the show choir bit. Yes. Yeah. So Pretty that's, woman. That's a great bit. But uh, like we said, too, listen to us on uh, KFAN Vikings pregame. I think we're at the tail end, or we're at the beginning of the second segment, mm-hmm. basically after the first commercial break. So tune, on, tune in to us there. We're followed up by Gabe every week. And uh, just make sure to check out all of our socials, 10K Takes. On Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, go to 10ktakesmn.com to read all of our great blogs. But folks, this was another episode of It's a Bit presented by 10,000 Takes, and we'll see you next time.